0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
0: It's a me, it's a am there, God a <laughs> Clip,
1: hey man, good to see you, brother.
2: Excitement time.
3: Clam down, clam down, clam down, clam down. Pirates, pirates are going dancing, pirates. baby!
1: Pirates.
4: They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' Pirates!
1: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi,
3: right, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and watch us on facebook live and youtube if you want to be a part of the show you can get in with your questions and comments right now on facebook and youtube you can send them via twitter as well coming up on today's program WNCT Channel 9's Ken Watlington will join us in about 30 minutes or so. Get you ready for a couple of games coming up tonight. One right here in Greenville as East Carolina takes on North Carolina in baseball. Going for the season sweep over the Tar Heels as they will play at 5 o'clock. We'll talk to Ken about that. And Game 1 of Round 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Hurricanes and Devils tonight tonight. 7 o'clock in Raleigh. We'll talk about that with Ken later on this hour. Hour 2, Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, will join us on the way to Clark LeClaire. So we'll preview the Tar Heels and Pirates with Patrick Mason coming up at 4 o'clock. 4.30-ish, our resident Kaniac, Brooks Hill, Former Pirate Radio intern, now calls games, hockey games up in Binghamton. Uh, we'll talk some Canes and Devils and look around the Stanley Cup playoffs. At 5 o'clock, we'll talk to a former Pirate safety, Warren Sabah, who now plays for the Michigan Panthers in the USFL. They got a game coming up this week on ABC that you can watch. So uh, Or NBC, I should say. Warren Saba will join us coming up at five o'clock and we'll be watching some pirates and tar heels in the five o'clock hour as well feel free to join us and have a good time Shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt's here the big dog glenn griffin is here and joining us to kick off today's show special guest in studio ecu women's head basketball coach kim mcneil who is still a part of our open as we come into the show every day great to hear uh kim mcneil's voice and uh, great to have her in studio coach how you doing
4: i'm doing pretty good how are you
3: we're doing great and uh i I thought Maybe we should change the open, but that iconic they picked us last that'll never get old and uh it's, it's still awesome to hear
4: yeah i uh we had a recruiting weekend last weekend i was down at boo williams and i cannot tell you how many coaches came up to me it was like i i felt that in my soul like <laughs> i've been picked last before so i felt it like that that was that was a shout out to everybody so yeah i think it's pretty iconic
3: <laughs> it is awesome we got a lot to catch up on this off season but first coach a, a great opportunity for girls in the area to learn the game of basketball and have fun coming up this this summer with your basketball camp. So tell us uh, about what you got planned.
4: Yeah, so we got two camps this summer. Uh, We've got our uh, pirate day camp. Um, that'll be from ages kindergarten through fourth grade. They will actually go half of a day from nine to 12. I find at that age, their the attention span doesn't last too long. Uh-huh. And then from fifth grade all the way up to ninth grade, they can, they'll can they go all day. So from nine to four. And that, that camp is, you know, learning the fundamentals, kind of kids that are just trying to get into it, learning the game. Our players will be around. Our whole coaching staff will be around. So we, we have a really good time at that camp. And then we have a shooting camp. This is new this year, a two-day shooting camp. And this is for high schoolers, maybe a little bit more advanced. Want to sharpen up on some shooting skills. Um, really, really focus on shooting techniques, things they can do at home. They will play a little five on five, three on three, or things like that, but we're really going to focus on sharpening up that stroke.
3: And for uh, parents listening, want to get their girls involved, where can they sign up for that?
4: Yeah, and go to our, our website, Kim McNeil Basketball Camps at ECU.com.
3: All right, simple enough, and uh, get your daughter signed up and and learned the game but also uh, and i went to some of these camps uh coach back in the day it was great instruction but also a lot of fun just to, especially to be around the players that's what i really enjoyed and i know your girls uh, enjoyed that as well
4: yeah they love it they love being around the kids they love giving back to the community we've done a lot of things here in this off season but they're excited about i already asking coach can i work camp can i work camp? of course you can
3: <laughs> <laughs> good good that you uh, have that volunteering yeah. going on all right so uh busy off season for you first of all congratulations. Congratulations on the contract extension that was awesome to see there was a a really cool picture of you talking on the phone <laughs> after the the championship win and i remember at the time of that i kind of transposed that with uh tom cruise from jerry mcguire saying show me the money and uh and john gilbert and folks were obviously listening and watching uh, what this basketball team did and the program you're building so uh well deserved but that, that's awesome to see
4: yeah, it's, um, it's been going on for a while now, but it was finalized last Friday. Uh, the Board of Trustees uh, approved it, and it was a great day great day for the McNeil family, a great day for ECU Women's Basketball. That morning, I knew the board would, would sign up w- we're going to discuss it, and so on the way to taking Gabrielle and Caden to school we had a stoplight, and I said, hey guys, I got some good news for you, and uh, Kaden was in the front, and I said, mommy maybe getting her contract extension today. I thought he was gonna jump out of the car. <laughs> he was losing it. Going yeah 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 and Gabby's in the backseat looking like well what does that mean <laughs> and Kaden turned around and he was like that means we're gonna be in Greenville for four more years so they, they were so excited um, you know just to be able to you know get paid you know the, all the hard work um, that we've put in these last four years. And just to know that, you know, I'm going to be the, the head coach here at EC, w- ECU Women's Basketball for several years to come is just just um just so exciting. And the girls were excited. They text messaged me all all day. And I think Pirate Nation is excited. I kept getting, you know, people stopping me, what contract extension was going to happen. So, you know, I couldn't talk about it. But, you know, obviously, you know, we're super excited.
3: And it, you, we think about it from the wins and losses, the basketball stuff. But when you mentioned your, your children and we were talking, off the air. Involved in local baseball, local softball, they have all their friends, all the connections they made. That, that's a huge deal for them, right?
4: It's a big deal. You know, they've been asking me for the last year, "Mommy, we're not moving anymore. Ollie. We don't want to <laughs> leave Greenville. We want to stay." I'm like, well, I can't promise you that. Yeah. You know, with the profession that mommy and daddy's in, but no, they love Greenville. Um, Greenville has really embraced our family. Um, we have families within um, Little League, Greenville Little League, within Pitt County softball. My son plays football. My daughter plays soccer, basketball. So you know they really embraced us, and half of those crowds you've seen at the games this year has been those little leaguers and those little softball players.
3: Yeah, yeah, a lot of support. That's awesome to see. Uh, Coach Kim McNeil joining us. Coach, before we talk about some newcomers, uh, you, you mentioned this off the air as well. Your returning players have come back hungry, and and you don't want to get too fat on your championship and things <laughs> like that. It sounds like they have not. They have come back really hungry and already ready to play some more basketball.
4: Cliff has been unbelievable. I mean, we, we had to give them um, 10 days off. Well, seven days off. We actually gave them 10 per NCAA rules. And probably within the second day that we had to give them off, they were, you know, knocking on, on the door. Can we get workouts? Can we get workouts? And obviously, we couldn't touch them. But ever since... We've been able to work out. They have been in the gym. Um, Last week, we had to stop because NCAA has a rule that we have to stop leading into exams. They've been in there every day. You know, outside my my window, I can look into the practice facility, and every morning at 8 o'clock, they're in there working out. The other day, on Monday, around 1 o'clock, I heard music going. They'd already been there that morning. I look out, and they're running. And I look at my watch. I'm like wait a minute it's just may and they're out here running like on their own conditioning on their own so it's been extreme that's something we haven't seen um before here at ecu for ecu women's basketball so this year was really really good for them got a lot of experience but also they understand now what it takes in order for us to get back there and and they know they can't wait
3: that's the sign of a great program also the sign of a lot of leadership on your team coach when the players start coaching themselves that's got to make you feel good
4: it did when i just i just stood up on the balcony and i looked and i was like wow we're we're really going in the right direction. We've got some great young women coming back this season, along with some some new kids coming in. But you know, when those new kids get here in June, the, the nucleus of returnees. You know, they told us when we had the end of the year meetings that they wanted to stay all summer. You know, I, I don't require everybody be, to be back until June 11th, um, but the returnees were like, "No, coach, we want to be here all summer." So a couple of them have gone home. You know, these last couple of days, they'll be back Monday, and they'll be here all summer.
3: All right, talking to Kim McNeil, uh, the returners are fired up, ready to go. Some newcomers coming in as well you added some size and experience with the weiss twins and coach i've got to bring this up um sometimes when you when something happens a player gets attached to a a certain incident and (laughs) we talked about uh the weiss twins and one in particular in the sec tournament uh, during a a skirmish uh, on the court between Florida and LSU, I believe. Florida, Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. And uh, so, look, I'll let you address that. I'm sure you talked about that uh, with the players, but it's kind of a shame that that's what we know these names from, but that's kind of how it works uh, in the world.
4: Yeah. You know, I recruited these twins out of high school. So I recruited them when they were sophomores and we were going to get them so I developed a a really good relationship with the family a really good relationship with the twins when they had to call and tell me that they were going to go to University of Florida I mean they were crying so it was devastating so it's a previous relationship you know I've known these kids these aren't kids that I just learned in 10 days so I've known them for a really long time and you know the incident that happened you know it's it's unfortunate you know it's college sports a lot of emotion gets brought up in it you know competitive young women um, extremely competitive want to win play with a lot of fire a lot of emotion and, you know, Tati, as we call her, you know, she learned from the experience and says you know, she had an out-of-body experience, but, you know, knows that, you know, it, it won't happen again. But, you know, they are great young women. I hope Pirate Nation really takes the time to get to know them um, and know who they are and how um, just they're, they're, they're extremely, they have high motors, they play extremely hard, they're competitive, and they are so, so excited to be a part of Pirate Nation.
3: And in life, uh, you never want to burn bridges to start with and be a decent person. Be, be nice to folks. Yeah. But in the transfer portal era, you, you certainly don't want to burn bridges. And I think that's a good example there where you recruited uh, these twins out of high school. Didn't go your way then. They were emotional about their choice and, and hated it. But now, a couple years later, here they are. So you keep those connections, keep those relationships. And in today's world of college athletics, it could certainly pay off.
4: Yeah, same way with Kimmy Jenkins, Kamora Jenkins. You know, we recruited her out of high school, and and she chose to go to Georgia. You know, so as soon as she got on the portal, you know, we called her and, you know, she didn't go visit any other schools, you know, and and that's, you know, that's sometimes you lose out on kids, but when you develop those relationships, you know, it's like, okay, they go somewhere else, but obviously knowing that we've developed those relationships, and if they get back on the portal, because half the times these kids, when they get on the portal, they have an idea of where they're going. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why things happen so quickly, and so, you know, I'm still going to build this program off of high school kids you know I've told my assistant coaches like we're going to get what we need in the early signing period in November you know but obviously throughout the season you see you you thought you had this but need a little bit more of this or maybe missed out that's where we'll go to the portal and you know we've been very blessed to get young women that have been great haven't given us any issues any problems and it's worked out for them Danae McNeil Micah Dennis you know having unbelievable careers here at ECU.
3: Kim McNeil joining us uh, Chris on YouTube Steve and Jack on facebook saying congratulations we love you coach so mm-hmm. your fans Thank are out you. there uh, jamie has a question he says we hear so much about nil and men's basketball what is it like right now in women's basketball and are certain schools gaining an advantage over others with nil money uh, what would you say to that
4: coach? well i would definitely say this year is take definitely taking off just with the ncaa tournament and all the attention that you know lsu got in iowa you know there are some young women out there that are you know getting a lot of money off of nil deals i mean the, the players that LSU are, are are killing it right now. You know Angel Reese. You know just put out on social media. I think she's making about two million dollars $2 oh. off of NIL deals. Um, so it's definitely growing. I wouldn't say it's where the where the men's game is, but it's definitely growing
3: all right uh man that's good money if yeah, you can right? make it <laughs> that's, that's good stuff yeah. uh coach uh, some other things from this off season man I, I love a a preseason tournament uh one of these uh before you get to conference play tournaments and you're going to be in a really competitive one it looks like in a really cool spot you get to go to the bahamas yeah. so uh, i know you're fired up about that but Uh, Oklahoma State, Georgia, Penn State, Seton Hall, USC, all a part of this uh, amongst others. So some really good teams and uh, looks like a really fun trip for your team.
4: Yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. You know, obviously uh, this team has worked extremely hard and it's definitely a great way to reward them. Um, women's basketball hasn't been on a trip like this in, in a really, really long time. We had planned to go in, to, in 2020, but COVID hit, um, so we weren't able to go. But, you know, to be able to go to Bahamas and play against some good competition like this, you know, we feel like with returning the players that were returning, with the freshmen we got coming in, with, with the twins, that, you know, this could be a, one of our – could be our best team and and so when that happens you want to kind of up the schedule a little bit and we feel like we're doing that
3: yeah i want to ask you about that so what what is your philosophy when it comes to Scheduling home games that that you can win and, and hopefully rack up some wins as opposed to scheduling tough RPI games. Obviously, you're trying to get the best opponents you can here to Greenville. Sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. But you've been able to get some ACC teams here uh, in the past. So, so when it comes to scheduling, what's your overall philosophy?
4: You know, I think it definitely depends on the year. You know, obviously last year, you know, our schedule, you know, was a wasn't as as strong as it has been in the past. But you know, I was at a point where you know we had to teach these young women how to win, and we needed to go into conference play with with some momentum, with some confidence. And I I really feel like that helped us, you know, down the stretch in conference play. You know, this year with the team that we're returning with the experience with returning the whole starting lineup and some really good freshmen and and the twins coming, we felt like we could up the ante a little bit, you know, with putting, you know, a little bit higher RPI teams. And then obviously, you know, if you don't win, you know, the championship game, you know, you got to, you know, hope that you can, you know, get a bid and and you've got to up your schedule a little bit. So that's what we're doing this year.
3: Kim McNeil joining us here to kick off today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coach, uh, one more time, tell folks about the camps you got coming up. going to be a fun summer, and uh, you can spend it with Coach McNeil, the coaches, and the basketball players. How can folks do that?
4: Yeah, just go to Kim McNeil basketball Camps at ECU.com. I'm going to have a great summer. Everybody is super excited. Um, the numbers are up very much a whole lot more than it was at this time um last year i guess you know winning helps in a lot of different ways um but we're excited so you guys come on out and join us this summer at our camps
3: and a busy summer for you on the court but also at the baseball field softball (laughs) field you were telling us earlier your schedule just for today uh you got kids to take everywhere so. Yeah, never stops yeah right?
4: kaden has got brown and wood uh practice today and then gabby's got uh softball at, at sarah law at 7 30 <laughs> man
3: so uh you got your kids uh over there at ecu your kids at home yep. kids, kids 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 and kids can come uh to the basketball camps coming up later this summer coach uh congratulations on the extension the awesome year and uh, man ecu women's basketball is in the best place it's been since i can recall and I know you're not going to quit working, mm-hmm. but uh, you've you've really built it into something, and. Uh, but it's not the end. It's not the finish line, right?
4: No, it's not. You know, but Cliff, I'm going to enjoy this year of being you should. champions
5: yeah, you should. <laughs>
4: until next season starts. But obviously, this summer, you know, really try to put our heads together on figuring out how we can get Minjis rocking and rolling like we did at the end of the season, you yeah. know, and even surpass those numbers. You know, we've got a great product we're putting out on the floor. These young women work extremely hard. And I don't know if Pirate Nation really understands how much they help us when they pack Minjis and when they get loud and they're chanting ECU and purple and gold, that that really, that really helps us. So, I'm hoping to get the numbers to where they were and even better than what they were at the end of the year.
3: Awesome stuff. Coach, thanks for joining us. We'll let you run and we'll catch up with you later on uh, this offseason.
4: Go Pirates!
3: Alright, there is Kim McNeil joining us to kick off a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back kind of reset do a little rundown for you on what's going on tonight in the world of sports what happened last night preview ecu unc and a whole lot more more to go hour one pirate radio live back with you after this
6: Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. A.J.'s has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an A.J.'s day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All
3: right, looking forward to some post-game trivia tonight after you... Leave Clark LeClaire Stadium, hopefully celebrating a Pirate win. Come on out to A.J. McMurphy's for a fun night of sports trivia. We'll be watching the Canes and Devils in game one of their series. We'll preview that one quite a bit coming up on today's show. Also, a lot of ECU and UNC chatter. It's kind of felt like a game day here maybe it's just students returning books to ube but the ube lot has been slammed today kind of has that football game day environment atmosphere and uh, looking forward to some pirate baseball coming up at five o'clock all right um chandler can you uh say on have i introduced you by the way i've said hello to you chandler welcome to the show thank you for welcoming
7: me into the show
3: i overheard you talking to uh shirley coming back in and you had a um an interesting story. I don't know about a story. What about a story? But uh, something you saw on the internet. What did you see?
7: Uh, there was a video I saw on Twitter. You can find some crazy videos on Twitter, by the way.
3: Can you? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you sound like my grandpa.
7: One one that I found is a literally a snake with its head chopped off, and the body's still moving. And as soon as the body touched the the snake's head, the snake bit its own body. With its head cut off. With its head cut off.
3: Man.
8: Speaking of videos on Twitter,
7: did you see, or
8: have you seen the recent trend of full, just full movies being posted to Twitter? No. Full movies? Uh, the recent Super Mario Brothers movie was up there for That's a the while. That's one I was literally about to ask you about. It was, it was, re, it was on, it was on uh, Twitter for a while, and it's full length. Uh, Avatar was up there in two pieces because it's so long.
3: Why aren't we putting that on pirate Radio, getting our numbers Hot, up? <laughs> Hot audio. Hot flicks. It's
8: entire Super Mario Brothers
3: movie. <laughs> Hot film. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's uh, the route so we they, should go.
8: They have a, an, obviously an overworked moderation department. Yeah. As it took them, I think, 18 hours to pick up on that Super Mario Brothers. So you had on plenty of time. You could, watch it,
3: you could watch it nine times if you wanted to in that 18 hours interesting all right and uh chandler i do agree with you there's some crazy videos you can find on the internet insane and it's it's crazy <laughs> crazy stuff out there on and the internet. And some funny ones too it's wild folks it is the the <laughs> world wild web is have what you seen I call this it. have you heard about this have you heard about this all right uh thank you chandler for bringing that i've seen a lot of snake pictures on my facebook feed around eastern north What's carolina that time? and it hadn't even got hot yet
8: but the, it's been wet yeah. And I think the wetness has drove them up a little bit.
3: Is that a scientific theory of yours, or is that accurate? Like An old eastern North Carolina
8: thing. <laughs> <that> it <laughs> rains a lot that the snakes come up to higher ground.
3: The snakes the snakes rise. Okay. <laughs> the rising tide lifts all snakes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a frightening sight. Hey, our boy Jack Dover saw that. He said that was wild. By the way, Jack, I saw your joke earlier in the show when Coach McNeil was here, and I addressed it, but he said... We are going to have some fight in next year's team. Yeah, funny guy, Jack. Funny guy.
7: Jack, you are one funny
3: guy. All right, so what do we got? We got Pirates and Tar Heels. East Carolina trying to sweep the season series with North Carolina. Beat them twice earlier this year. Now we get them on home turf coming up. At five o'clock, did I see Garrett Sailor starting for East Carolina?
6: Yes, Garrett's going to get the start. And speaking of wild things you see on the internet, you should see the lines for the students that are in line Insane. trying to pick up their tickets oh, for good. today's game. So this is a hot ticket item. Of course, it's sold out, but uh, the students are already in line trying to get their hands on their
7: tickets. And for some of these students, it might be their last chance to go to a baseball game for yeah. ECU as a student. So. Uh, I mean, I I think it's fitting for some of these people's, some of these students' last game to be ECU versus Carolina. So enjoy it while you can.
3: Here's what's left on the schedule at Cincinnati this weekend at ODU coming up uh, next Tuesday. And then you've got the final home series for the Pirates as they take on Memphis the 12th through the 14th. Uh, The final home game will be against Campbell here on May 16th.
8: Guess who's not working the Memphis series?
3: Who's that? Person Whoa. I know He's where are you going? Two days I, off for Mother's Day.
7: I will be there. I will be here.
3: You I'll, got a two day Mother's Day vacation? Yes. Your mom must be very important to you.
7: She is <laughs> very important. Mom is very important.
3: <laughs> I her. better find out that you spent at least thirty eight of those forty eight hours with your mom. Like physically in the, in yeah. the same room. Like
7: attached. I know I, I will.
3: I don't want you playing golf.
7: No, I'm going to watch ECU baseball. I want to make that
8: woman a nice breakfast.
3: on Sunday. I want to find out you're at a, on a hot date with uh, your girl at your your dad's restaurant. Mm-hmm. You better be with your mama.
7: I'm, I'm gonna be with my mama. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be with mama both Saturday and Sunday for ECU versus Memphis.
8: I need some mama footage in the jungle.
7: Yeah, I'm gonna get. That, we're gonna get some mama content.
3: That, that's what I need. Oh, are you gonna be at the game with your mama? Yeah. Uh- sorry dude
7: where was i gonna be i don't know at your
3: mom's house no
7: we're gonna be in Clark Leclaire stadium and join ecu baseball
3: i'm gonna take my mom up to the press box
7: do it let's have a mom's weekend
3: everybody bring your mama to the game and i uh, can get loud all right so so you're gonna be at the game but you can't that makes it worse chandler it's the
7: worst <laughs> i want a drink
3: <laughs> i think you got a problem
7: i want to drink <laughs> i want to turn got, up with mama that ain't
3: got nothing to do with your mama
7: no i want to turn up with mama <sighs>
3: oh, Lord. two days
7: i'm trying to do <laughs> then, Yeah,
8: not
3: not one day two-day bender
7: <laughs>
8: look it's mother's day i gotta go on a two-day <laughs> bender with my mom <laughs> <laughs> what did you do
7: that's mother's the, day
3: 2023 i'm sorry but that's just how the honey cuts roll,
7: <laughs>
3: hammer with my mama said i gotta all go of,
7: on a two-day public bender mama <laughs> with,
3: my, with my mom mama told me baby all i want for mother's day is for you to just get s-faced with me <laughs> and pass out and In throw it th- <laughs> and
7: we're gonna get up sunday and do it again
3: I do it all over again all right um good stuff chandler jamie says north carolina used five pitchers last night but managed the the number of their pitchers and i believe i saw north carolina lost last night to the fighting campbell camels of campbell
6: oh sorry they did uh i think it was a late inning hit by pitch i believe
3: what a way Plus to go! What's the
6: difference between uh, difference in the game?
3: Final score last night from Chapel Hill six to five, Campbell over UNC. And yeah, I'll take a quick look at this box score and see what Jamie is talking about. The Tar Heels last night using six pitchers in the game, including Matthew Mateus, D.H. Uh, ah, Conley, former okay. Greenville Little Leaguer, pitched last night. Um, did not record an out last night for the tar heels but they did throw six pitchers the pitch counts 43 35 32 5 24 6 nothing outrageous that we see padgett who started last night with his 43 pitches tonight and maybe some of those in the 30s but again north carolina i think the key thing here is they do not play this weekend so They can use whatever arms they want, and as long as they're good to go by next Tuesday, they don't have to worry about any games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. East Carolina, of course, heading on the road this weekend. So scheduling quirk there, that's probably one of the main reasons North Carolina agreed to actually schedule this game after it was postponed because they had this weekend off. So uh, I know the Pirates wanted to get it in. They need the RPI help. They need to rack up another victory. Uh, and hopefully they can do that coming up at 5 o'clock we'll have a lineup for you coming up in about an hour or so we'll preview it with Patrick Mason also coming up at 4 o'clock so Warren Sable will join us at 5 after that uh, y'all want to kick back and do a little watch along watch some power py- uh, baseball sure I, I will
7: actually be at Clark LeClaire Stadium getting some video um, with his mama not with my mama that is next <laughs> weekend
3: so you're cutting out of this show early to, to go do that
7: to go and get some some video i'll watch along with you. people Clint. in the jungle and, and do a little scene setter so and get ready for ec i'm doing work hey so.
3: jack dover keep an eye on chandler out there and make sure he's actually working and not out there partying at least until 559 at least until our show's over i want to know that you were actually out there working
7: all right. Well, you'll be able to see with the videos pop up on our social media accounts.
3: Okay, I look forward to uh, some awesome videos today,
7: like you saw in Fedville when I did.
3: Fedville. Work. I tell you what, you knocked it out of the park in Fedville, Chandler. Thank you. You, uh, you were all over. You had the weather report. You had everything going. Mm-hmm. Um, you did not have Cliff Godwin after the game, though.
7: No, I did not. That was out of my (laughs) control I can tell you that right now brother
3: brother was that the game where he and Moylan got tossed post-mortem it was ugly yeah all right, Pirates, Tar Heels coming up. Uh, you've got the Hurricanes and Devils. We'll preview that one in a moment with Ken Watlington right here on Pirate Radio Live. Game one coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. Canes, at last check, were a slight favorite at home tonight against New Jersey. Once again, those teams split during the regular season two games apiece. And, yeah, the Canes are a narrow home favorite tonight in that one. I uh, enjoyed some NBA playoffs last night the uh, knicks winning game two we talked about jimmy butler yesterday and i said yeah jimmy butler's gonna play well jimmy butler did not play but the heat had a lead for the majority of the game it took a fourth quarter comeback a major run by the knicks to get back in it and to eventually win it 111 to 105 i have not watched a, a ton of nba this year i've not watched a lot of knicks but my new favorite player is isaiah hartenstein he yeah that dude I
7: saw your tweet was
3: everywhere yeah. how many rebounds did he get
7: I want to know how many offense rebounds he had he
3: had nine rebounds but he had seven Luigi Debose tips
7: Just, yeah everywhere
3: had his hand on the ball every time it went off the rim uh he had nine boards in the game only three points but what a factor he he played in 26 minutes last night
7: yeah and it's crazy to see i mean and it's playoff basketball you would expect this but you look at regular season basketball in the in the nba and then playoff it's like day and night because they are really clamping down on defense clamp down clamp down uh, but, yeah, that, that uh, yeah, that guy for the Knicks last night was all over the place and uh, a lot of hustle plays. And then Jalen Brutson was also really good last night as well. I think Spike Lee uh, gave him some magic because he was wearing his jersey. Uh, but, yeah, he got hot last night too.
3: There was not a lot of clamping down going on in the first half of Lakers-Warriors. The – lakers came out and scored 60 let's see 50 they were in the 60s there in the first half had you know were only 21 in the fourth quarter so they had 96 points through three quarters and finished with 117 in their 117 112 victory over golden state anthony davis 30 points 23 rebounds lebron james we were looking this up i don't think it was on the show it was we were talking about how long lebron has played so he was a rookie in 03 Mm -hmm. uh straight out of high school has played all those seasons yeah there's load management but the fact that he hasn't really been injured that much and his playoff games how many playoff games do you think lebron james has played in i wonder if this is updated Mm, gosh LeBron James has played in 270 playoff games. That's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. 270 divided by 82 for a season. He has played like three, almost three and a half extra full NBA seasons just in playoff games to add to the legacy there. I just that's fascinating to me. You don't seem that to think that's that interesting
7: no i i do i mean that's
3: no you don't think it's interesting at all that's fine all right i don't all right fine uh clay thompson last night 25 steph 27 in the loss but that's going to be a fun series and i think a back and forth series i could see the warriors winning game two and it going to la tied at one apiece coming up tonight celtics and sixers eight o'clock on tnt sixers lead that series one game to none all right let's take a break when we return ken watlington wnct channel 9 will join us we'll talk canes and devils and also get you ready for ecu and north carolina that and more on the way when we return wednesday edition of pirate radio live i forgot to we gotta sing happy birthday once again we got another birthday we got uh luke son of steve hill pirate radio p1 listener We got to get a happy birthday into him. So let's do that when Patrick Mason's here at 4 o'clock and Patrick can join in on the song with us. Special treat for uh, Steve and Luke there. Take a break. Come back. More to go after this.
0: (laughs)
1: when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot with Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus offers service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington and online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's clip.
3: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Saw on YouTube a comment that says, "Man, Gilbert did C.C. Buford dirty. She's apparently not the women's golf coach. Scrub from the website. No press release with future endeavors, and replaced with her predecessor." All right, got to be honest, wasn't uh, keeping up with the women's golf news. Although I did see Kevin Williams' picture. Uh, on a main story on ecupirates.com and that story is he has been named the director of golf so kevin williams returned in june of 21 as the men's coach he will now oversee the women's program as the full-time coach as well so there you go i don't know who's done dirty or uh, anything like that but there is the news kevin williams will now lead the men's and women's golf programs. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us on the phone and not in studio today is Ken Watlington, WNCT Channel Nine. Ken, how you doing today, man? Doing
2: pretty good. Cliff, how about you?
3: Doing great. And uh you told me Ken you would be away this weekend. So uh tell everybody where what are you doing today? Where are you at?
2: I'm uh, just taking a little getaway, a little bit of break from the work, and uh, I'm up in New York City right now. Flew in uh, just before noon today, and uh, just hang out with some friends. Both of them, two of my good friends, uh, live up in this area. Both of them with birthdays around this time, so we're doing a little celebrating.
3: A New York City, a city boy, a city slicker, Ken Watlington joining us today. What kind of stuff? Right. Yeah, what do, y'all, what do y'all get into up there, Ken? Not, you don't have to give me all the details, but what's a, a fun night in New York like for you?
2: that's to be determined yeah. usually for me uh if you know me well it involves food so uh the, the minute i got here and got settled we went to this place called seventh street burger one of the best cheeseburgers i've ever had in my life every time i'm in the city i try to hit them up nice uh just a good good old-fashioned smash burger with <coughs> sauce and the onions and the pickles and just yeah just we just try always try to find something good to eat and uh, just you know enjoy life
3: all right you may run into some devils fans tonight ken perhaps being uh in that area as the devils and canes face off tonight seven o'clock in raleigh hurricanes getting by the islanders in six games and now i saw luke DeCock from the news and observer had a article about the history the playoff history between the devils and canes and you got to go back a while but uh a while back it seemed like they would face off every year in the postseason they meet again now and and what is It's now a wide-open Eastern Conference, uh, Ken, with Boston losing in round one.
2: It's funny you mentioned the history between the Canes and the Devils. My first ever Canes game as a fan, uh, actually showing up to the arena, was 2001. Playoffs. A buddy of mine uh, somehow got some tickets. I I knew nothing about hockey. I was trying to be a fan of the Canes because, you know, they were a hometown team. But I go to the game at PNC Arena. The Canes lose, which I think was the clinching game of that series, and the Devils moved on. But that was my first really hockey experience with these two teams in the postseason. And here we are again. This time around, though, the Canes have home ice advantage. Unfortunately, they are banged up. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see if they can, you know, right the ship a little bit as far as some of the injuries go and get some other guys to step up. But yeah, I tell you what, if this w- roster was healthy and home ice advantage the rest of the way, you got to like their chances. But now it's, uh, it's going it's to be a little up in the air. But, you know, Maybe they'll respond. We'll we'll never
3: know. This whole thing is up in the air with Florida knocking off Boston and Florida winning game one last night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then you look out in the Western Conference at what's going on right now. The Kraken beat the Stars last night. And then you've got Edmonton and Vegas going at it tonight. Two good teams. But as Wade Mentor, PA announcer for the Canes, told us yesterday, you're missing your... I don't even know if "traditional" is the word, but but recent powers. When you think about Washington and Pittsburgh and oh, yeah. Boston and Colorado, you're missing a lot of those names uh, right now in this postseason, uh, Ken.
2: And it's funny you've got one name in the postseason that's playing well, and that's Toronto. And you think you know they're this established, you know, original franchise of the National Hockey League, but they haven't won a cup since like the late '70s. <laughs> so so they have this they have this you know. Are about them, but they really haven't won anything recently, so their fans are excited. And you talked about the Panthers, you know, down South Florida, uh, you know, they played well and they got the biggest upset maybe in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs, at least in the first round goes, beating the Bruins, and and they played well last night. So yeah, it's really up for grabs. I would say, if you look at the Eastern Conference teams left, I think all four of them are probably better than anybody left in the West, Hmm. but I don't know if it'll shake out that way, but we'll see what happens.
3: Ken Wallington joining us, or as Eric on YouTube just called him now, Plymouth Pimpin. That would be cool, Ken, across your uh, your lowrider. If you put that in cursive on the back window, Plymouth Pimpin would be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I'll allow it. I like that. <laughs> my, my first car I used to drive around Plymouth was a 1991 Nissan Stanza. And uh, I could see that on the back window. Yeah, put that up there. That would have that looked good.
3: I don't even think I know what that is. 1991. I got to look that up. Nissan yeah, Tanza. Let's see. It was ugly. Oh, man. That's a beaut. I'm- it's a butte, Clark. <laughs> yeah. Looking good. All right, Kim, we got some baseball going on here. Uh, just over an hour from now at Clark LeClair Stadium, East Carolina, coming off a series win against Tulane. A long day at the ballpark on uh, Saturday for the Pirates and Green Wave, but they got two wins, and now they try to get win number three on North Carolina this season. North Carolina coming off a loss last night against Campbell, Ken. And when you look at the Tar Heels, they're fighting for their postseason lives here late in the season, right?
2: I don't think there's a doubt, any doubt about it. I mean, they got to win some games. They got to beat some people. And they'll have a chance to do that over the next couple of weeks because the ACC is stacked from top to bottom. But a win tonight for them would be good uh, for the Tar Heels as far as their postseason hopes go. But, you know, they've been up and down. You know, they, they got swept at home by Boston College. BC has been pretty good this year, ranked uh, in the top 25. And then you mentioned last night they lost to Campbell. Uh, had a chance to win that game, uh, but uh, had the bases loaded in the ninth and, and hit a batter. And that ended up being the game-winning run for the Camels. So, uh, some bad luck for the Tar Heels last night. Uh, they did win, uh, two games over the weekend against Virginia Tech. Uh, the Hokies are not as good as they were last year when they made the Super Regionals, but you know, the Tar Heels got to get it going. And, uh, uh, I don't think
3: tonight's the night for them to start to get a goal. Yeah, Pirates uh, trying to c- continue to just play awesome at home, which they have done all year, and they were able to get the Tar Heels on the road earlier this year. Speaking of hitting a batter, can always get worried when the Braves and Marlins face off at what Marlins' pitcher is going to throw at Ronald Acuna. It actually happened a day early uh, this time against a different team, the New York Mets. Uh, hitting him and knocking him out of a game. But he returns, Braves win last night, easy peasy, and uh, still looking great. I saw this was their best start through 30 games, Ken, since 2000, which you think about all the, the good years they've had, but they've gotten off to slow starts in the past years. It's a great start for Atlanta.
2: And they really got off to a slow start last year, and it turned out well Yeah, uh, in the end. And won 101 games, but they're on pace now to win 108 games, go 108 and 54. Uh, I don't think that pace will hold, but if it does, I think you're, you're looking at some good things for the Atlanta Braves. But you talked about Ronald Acuna. You know, when he got plumped the other night, they took him out of the game, and the official uh, diagnosis was shoulder contusion. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound bad. But a couple of weeks ago, if you remember, Orlando Arcia came out of the game. They said, no, he's fine, he's fine. And The next day, oh, actually, he's not fine. Yeah. I was still worried about that until we saw Acuna back in the game last night. Right. Back, he's healthy. And he was the National League Player of the Month for the April. So, I mean that's pretty
3: cool. He's killing it. Braves are killing it right now. One of two teams, I believe, I'll look it up right now with 20 wins in Major League Baseball uh, or in the National League, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, Braves and Pirates of all teams. You've got, of course, the Rays with 24 wins. How about the O's? They are 20 and 9. we got O's baseball coming your way this week on Pirate Radio. Somehow the Orioles get to have the easiest schedule in baseball, but they'll take it right now. They're beating up on Kansas City this week. They've played a, a week schedule and they've got the record to show for it. 20-9 and nine for the Orioles this year, Ken.
2: I think they got the Mudcats next week.
3: <laughs> There you go. Uh,
2: hey, shout out to Zach Mascovich. He's the biggest Baltimore Orioles fan yeah. I've ever known. He's been with them through the lowest of the lows, and and he's hyped this year. I mean, the way they're playing, excited. Uh, we'll see if it lasts.
3: <laughs> there you go. Ken, I'm going to let you get back to your, uh, your getaway up in New York. Have fun, man, and we'll catch up with you again next week here on Pirate Radio Live. Sounds good. Go Kane. Ken Watlington, WNCT Channel 9. He mentioned Zach Mascovich there. Uh, I'm going to ask a trivia question to Shirley and Glenn. So Mascovich is an Office superfan. And I have been re-watching The Office. And during Phyllis's wedding, there was a member of her family that went missing, an old man with dementia. And I said... What was the name of that man? I texted Zach on Sunday, and he said, Uncle Al. And I said, that is correct. Now, when Michael finds Uncle Al, they're talking, and Michael says, Phyllis and I make a great team. Uncle Al says, the Celtics made a great team. And Michael said, yeah, yeah. And then mentioned a player's name. What member of the 80 Celtics did he mention? I'll tell you, it was not Larry Bird. What player... When Um, Uncle Al said the Celtics made a great team, Michael Scott says, yeah, yeah, and then says a player's name. What player, what 80s Celtics player did he say? Bill Walton. No.
6: Okay, so seeing as I've never seen The Office, the the, the one episode, I'm going to guess either Kevin McHale or Robert Parrish.
3: You can only guess one, though.
6: Kevin McHale.
3: No, it's the other one.
6: Robert Parrish, the (laughs) Chief. Michael
3: Scott says, yeah, Robert Parrish, the Chief. Yeah, the Chief. Former Charlotte Hornets, great. Former Chicago Bulls, great. Did he play for anybody else, Glenn? Golden State. Did he? Was that early?
8: Yeah. No, that was late. Late? That was late. Uh, Let's see, I wanted to say he he got shipped off to Toronto, but I'm wrong.
3: He began his career with the Golden State Warriors did not end it there 76 to 80
8: where was where was the end
3: oh that was uh chicago chicago yeah got him another ring or two there at the end of his career uh celtics hornets bulls after the warriors uh the chief who went to oh man i looked at it yeah i, I wouldn't have got this anyway went to centenary wouldn't have gotten <laughs> yeah to play basketball i was looking up glenn for um some trivia today that uh for tonight at aj's i was looking up the original nba jam rosters earlier today i love it yeah hit me with it um so okay who were the who was uh the warriors too it was two members of run tmc
8: it was chris mullen and tim Hardaway,
3: but not my favorite member mitch richmond it was yeah hardaway and chris mullin
8: mitch on the kings by now
3: I Early maybe '90s, on, maybe. I think
8: on Tournament Edition, he's on the King.
3: <laughs> maybe so. Um, I know those.
8: I know that roster. You can just kick out that You kick him out. So <laughs> kick him out.
3: The okay, Larry Johnson was not on the Hornets. True or false? Uh that
8: is. He was on the arcade edition, not on the home edition.
3: Because I remember Muggsy was on one of them.
8: Uh, I believe was that on. Tournament edition after they switched to three man rosters.
3: I want to say it was like Muggsy and Zoe, and but it maybe I, I thought might be it was wrong. Kendall Gill and like oh Kendall Gill perhaps. All right, let me see who's on their original. I think in
8: the in the in the arcade. Oh
3: wow. Okay, so original NBA Jam: Larry Johnson and Kendall Gill on this in, the, in the arcade. Yes, this is the, the
8: home version is different.
3: This is the 1993 arcade edition of NBA jam. Oh man, last ranked team according to these rankings I'm looking at.
8: Is it's either Portland or or it's not Portland, it's it's Minnesota.
3: No, but they had uh they had Chuck Person and Christian Leitner. Damn, I was gonna say Googliata and Ryder. No. chuck Person and Christian Leitner is correct. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) Oh, Googliata is in the game. He's on the bullets. He's on the bullets with Harvey Grant. Yep. What All right, a stinker. Of a well, team. Last oh, last ranked team, the Milwaukee the Bucks. Bucks. Yes, they are
8: the right. Who was on it? Uh Brad Lowhouse and uh it's
1: Lowhouse and Brad
3: Lowhouse. You got that one. I can't remember the guard. Well, um, his name is Theodore, and he attended East it's Carolina. Theodore, Ed- it's Theodore. It's <laughs> Blue
1: Edwards. Blue
3: Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> the last ranked team, Blue Edwards is on it dude this is fun glenn we're gonna have to do this throughout today's show there Love is it. literally a guy here i've never heard of for the mavericks uh the mavericks are they had a guard they are,
8: they are they're Derek harper derrick harper's correct
3: and
8: it's not jimmy johnson yet it's it's a big man
3: mike Uzielino. Oh, it
8: was another point guard. Yes, I remember this. They had a they were a squad with two point guards. You couldn't play him.
3: Don't know who the age that is.
8: It is a foreign guy who later on became a coach.
3: All right, we're gonna do more of this as the show goes on because uh, I can't believe your early nineties brain just nailed Brad Lojas and. <laughs> Whoever else you just nailed—that was Chuck Purse and Christian Layton I, I put hundreds of
8: hours into that game. I know that roster, but Jack.
3: All right, let's take a break. When we return, Patrick Mason joins us. We got to sing "Happy Birthday" to uh, Luke Hill. We got to talk Pirates and Tar Heels. We'll talk more NBA Jam and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this.
2: Who are you? <laughs>
1: listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show
6: welcome back thinking about takeout tonight familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of italian food and more Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive-thru window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Flip.
3: All right couple of news and notes. Got a question from Robert we'll get to in a moment. But Redbeard likes to keep me abreast of all the information out there that is relevant to me and this program. And send me a link that apparently a Jerry Jones docuseries is on the way.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, wow.
3: And Redbeard has a name for it. I want me some glory, hole. Pretty much. He says... <laughs> that he hopes it is titled The Glory Hole Years I want me some glory hole The Jerry Jones Story I could go without a Jerry Jones docu-series I could live just fine without there being one I would only be into it if it was not
8: produced by him or right. had anything to do with him, and it's not going to be. It's going to be jazzed up
3: to make him look good. Phil feels...
2: likes nothing more than smelling his own fart.
3: <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's right, Mark. Have
6: and you seen the, Jerry's pretty much the same way?
8: Have you seen like the boardroom shot from Draft Day yeah. of the Cowboys where they look like the Council of Evil in there?
3: It, it's from uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's, number two is in there, and
8: <laughs> number two is bastard. Jerry Jr.
3: Yeah, yeah. Stephen. All right, Uh, well, thank you, Redbeard, for passing that along. Also, uh, we had a question from Robert Skipper. What's up, Skip, on YouTube? He says, can I ask, I got on late working. Why was the game postponed last night? Well, Robert, there was a brush fire off Wimbledon Drive. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, what game are you referring to, may I ask? Now we're going to play a game called, What Game Is Robert Talking About? (laughs) Let's welcome in Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector uh packer you cover sporting events i do what game is he talking about i don't know <laughs> that's a good question robert are you talking about east carolina because they were not scheduled to play last night they will play coming up at five o'clock at clark leclerc stadium against north carolina yeah usually they play tuesday midweek games so maybe that's why yeah or are you referring to another game and maybe i'm just missing it uh i do not know why what game you are referring to as far as being postponed last night all right, uh, Patrick is here. Patrick, we got to take care of uh, a little bit of business. Let's do it. Uh, fortunately, Chandler is not here. So, Glenn, I'm going to ask you to step up as well. Um, we, and I don't know why we keep doing this for free. We should be making money off this.
8: We should be doing cameos with yep.
3: this. Steve says it's his son uh, Luke's 18th birthday. Can he get a PRL happy birthday song? Uh, we sang one yesterday for Jerry's mother. And uh, we're going to do one right now. Patrick, would you join in with us? Yeah, I'll I'll give it a go. (laughs) Now, we talked about you. uh, You're going to church so you can play church league softball (laughs) and how you don't sing the hymns. Uh, But I'm going to... I guess you could fake it and lip sync this. I if was going to say, do you lip
6: sync the hymns?
9: Yeah, sometimes. You know, the songs get stuck in my head and I find myself singing them when I get home. Church hymns are great. Yeah,
8: so
3: Patrick uh, I gotta is break a it out. one
8: and done athlete at Sunday school.
3: <laughs> 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 he is in the portal if other churches <laughs> want right. the services. That's right. All right. You ready, gang?
6: Oh, wait. Who, who are we singing in this Luke. to? Luke.
10: Luke, I am your father.
3: All right. A one, a two, a three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Luke. Happy birthday to you. Good work, good work. Did you sing?
9: Yeah, you didn't hear me? I I uh, I had the good harmonization parts,
3: I think. (laughs) Yeah, I was
6: like, I, I started to you know interrupt the singing by saying stop lip syncing <laughs> but
3: no, I, I, I didn't you want guess. to throw clip off all right uh robert was talking about the unc game that game is tonight north carolina played last night patrick they did. and they lost to campbell to the campbell fighting camels one thing we were paying attention to other than the result is the pitchers used in that game north carolina used six pitchers again uh, one of the biggest things about this game tonight, North Carolina does not play this weekend. So right. they have a lot more they can do with their arms than East Carolina can do tonight.
9: Yeah, and especially East Carolina is shuffling up their own pitching, so that'll be something to watch. But yeah, I mean, North Carolina can treat this as just you know if you if you have an arm essentially, you can throw i'm I'm sure. But yeah, East Carolina's switching up their own rotation, so that'll be interesting to watch.
3: So what do we got? We got uh, we saw Zach Root during yeah. the weekend against Tulane and looked really good mm-hmm. and we're gonna see more of him, it looks like. Yeah, I think he's gonna go Friday and we'll get Josh Gross Saturday, um,
9: Sunday up in the air, but that's you know, what is that five days away, four days away? I'll figure that out. But Garrett Saylor going tonight. Um, which which is a, a good role for him. I mean, he's, he's done both. He started games and um, you know, had a he's kinda like the long relief option as well, so um, I guess you just kind of let Garrett Saylor do his thing tonight and see what you get out of him.
3: Yeah, and uh, hopefully he can go extended innings, have a good outing, and East Carolina can knock off North Carolina for the third straight time. It kind of sounds like we are talking to Ken Watlington a moment ago about North Carolina – fighting for their postseason lives it almost sounds like their basketball team remember down the stretch you're like <laughs> well they'll make it because they're in north carolina and they'll and ended up losing and losing and you know not getting in and now this baseball team could be looking at a similar fate here yeah absolutely i, I was looking at them
9: or kind of following them over the weekend i think they took two out of three was it virginia tech um, two out of three, and I'm sure they were probably feeling like, all right, you know, we're headed in the right direction, and then you get a one-run loss against Campbell yesterday. So that's tough. Um, but, yeah, so like like you said, they're, they're really trying to get on a run
3: themselves here and kind of start playing some good baseball again. This was uh, an hour ago, Patrick. Uh, Jared, packed the Jungle, took this picture of students waiting in line to get their tickets for what could be their final chance to see the Pirates with the uh, school ending and everything. So it yeah. uh, looks like it's going to be a... Hardy crowd tonight at Clark LeClear Stadium. Yeah, I think I saw it was like at 3 o'clock. Students could start getting in, and, you know, you can just get in with an
9: ID. So I'm sure that's like one of those situations where you got to get there early because the game's sold out, from what I hear. Yeah.
3: Yeah, just pack it in, and, you know, just hopefully you can watch them, yeah. Uh, Chad, uh, I love this topic. He said you brought up church hymns. Uh, Your favorite church hymns, Chad's going to go with In the Garden and Go Tell It on the Mountain. A good upbeat song. I like uh, He Lives is one of my favorites
9: uh you familiar with that one yeah i I maybe not the names but you know they got the, a very similar refrain so i don't know i guess the some hallelujah one's pretty good i guess um <laughs> i don't <laughs> like really glory, know glory glory hallelujah yeah yeah that, that's always fun glory
3: glory that's a yeah, good one don't
9: you feel like just kind of
3: yeah like, moving along I'm telling you they they are toe tappers they definitely are foot stompers yeah i'm a big church hymns guy all right. Um, let's see, Patrick. Other standouts from this weekend, along with Root, Lane Hoover made Sports Center he with a catch. Uh, game three was about the long ball for East Carolina. Josh Moylan going to dead center uh, was very impressive, but Starling went one. Uh, you had Jacob Jenkins coward with a big, which we we said he was our pick. He was, yeah. And I, I, that long swooping swing uh, shot in the right field. I, I I visualized that one on Friday, and we saw it on Saturday night.
9: Yeah, he really, you really had a bunch of RBIs. He came to play, and just when he hits a bomb like that, it just it feels so smooth. Yeah, like you said, with that long swing. And I think, he, I mean, he hit it off the scoreboard essentially, and that was a that was a shot. But yeah, they they were hitting bombs, but so was uh, Tulane. I think they had seven or eight homers in the series. And yeah, you know, I mean, T.O. Banks couldn't yeah. get that guy out. I think the two, three, and four hitters were just, every time they came up, it was double or home run. They, those guys could hit.
3: We had a question yesterday uh, and for Mully that, you know, as East Carolina's pitching come down to earth? Are they facing better hitting teams? Is it that time of year? What, how would you answer that question? Maybe a, it seems like cop out, but maybe a little bit of everything. Just I
9: feel like at this time of year, a lot of these pitchers are throwing more innings than they've had before. Like you know, if you think about it, last year Trey Savage was a one inning kind of specialist. Go in. You know, max effort guy get, you know, pump it up mid nineties and now he's he's starting and he's throwing a ton of innings. So Gross kinda, is throwing more innings yeah, than he has. Gross is throwing a ton more because he's been better. He's been able to go deeper into games. Carter Spireview I mean, he pitched a ton of innings last year, but he was uh, like the key reliever out of the bullpen. So a lot of these guys are just getting more innings on their arm. And I think it's you know, maybe I don't know about taking a toll, but yeah, it's you know, they're getting a little tired a little bit. So maybe a change in role here will kinda shake him up a little bit for the, the stretch
3: run. And the way root has been used this year. Uh, he's got some some innings left in his arm, you would think, and even though there is that freshman wall and things like that, the way he's been used, he should still be good to go here the remainder of this year. Yeah, it's kind of a perfect situation if you
9: think about it because he can shift into that starting role, which he's going to do on Friday, and he starts games. He's comfortable doing that, but he hasn't really gone more than like two or three innings when he starts because they've been able to piggyback him with with Jake Hunter. And they kind of eat up games that way. So yeah, I feel like you feel really comfortable with him getting the ball to start a game and you kinda of say, Hey, give me, you know, three, four innings and see what you got. And I feel like you don't have to really worry about him, you know, tiring out or getting too many innings on his arm.
3: Patrick Mason joining us. We'll let you split Patrick around what do you need to get out of here? Four thirty ish? Yeah, somewhere around there. All right. We'll let you get to Clark Clare Stadium. Eric on YouTube is a fan of old rugged cross. That is a classic. Jamie has a question. He said, I follow Big Ten slash Indiana. I know Patrick is an Iowa fan. He said, I saw Indiana baseball change its schedule in the middle of the season to help their RPI. They canceled a game against the team that would have affected them negatively when it comes to the RPI, Replaced them with a team that would not affect them in in such way. He said, is that allowed in the American? Is it just a Big Ten rule? He said he's never heard of being able to do that
9: yeah I, I don't know I mean do you do you know off the top of your head I'm I've not sure. I've never
3: heard a replacement I have heard teams just straight up cancel games yeah. against really bad teams late in the year and I wonder too if it's if you just uh, would it would it count and say, hey, you know, this game got scrapped,
9: and you, you reach out to another team and say, are you free this day? But I, I don't know how freewheeling you can be with
3: that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, honestly not sure. TJ says, give me victory in Jesus for 200, Alex. That is a good one, TJ. That gets the crowd going, victory in Jesus, my Savior. That's a, that's a, that was good. They all kind of sound like fight songs, too. Yeah, a little bit. If you took out the Jesus words <laughs> yeah. and just had a band. And playing it, church upbeat church hymns sound like college fight songs, and they definitely have you thinking about it after. You know, it's kind of yeah. like a fight song. You're just
9: humming it throughout the day, and you don't know why. Yep, yeah, because you're feeling the spirit. Yeah, it's it's got in you. It's you're <laughs> you got uh, hold of you. how's softball
3: going for you, by
9: the way? It, it's going pretty good. We actually our first game isn't until Thursday. Um uh. but we, so we've just had a few practices. Um, just getting out there and swinging and hitting and stuff like that. Where do you think you'll be in the lineup? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm more of like a like a line drive kind of hitter, so I don't know. But I guess in this, I guess it's sort of a thing in, in slow pitch softball. But you you cannot hit you more than one home run right. in an in, inning, and yeah. then you got to like you know wait till another team hits a home run. So basically, it just kind of discourages you from just hitting bombs and not being able to get out. But yeah, um, it should be fun. I mean, I've been playing a little infield, a little outfield.
3: So, you know, it'd be bad. I'm not going to put this mojo on you, but like you were kind of brought in as a ringer if they if you sucked <laughs> and they had to like ban you from the
9: it church revoke me from
3: <laughs> they're like no, you
9: can't come here anymore yep it, it's possible they say you, you're not adding much in the song department you're not adding much on you're the you're not field. singing you gotta
3: get out of here yeah. yeah you're hitting uh, 280 which would be good for like MLB but we're playing slow pitch softball right, right right we need you at least in the 400s <laughs> Uh, so that would be uh, that would be funny right, let's take a break we'll come back more to go Patrick Mason Daily Reflector joining us if you got questions comments concerns church hymns you can get them in now YouTube Facebook or Twitter and we'll have more on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday it is windy a tad chilly but the sun is out it is a nice day for uh, a Midwesterner like Patrick that's right more to go Pirate Radio Live after this we do
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's Insurance Advisors offers expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back in to prl here's clip
3: all right big sport tonight tonight because you've got pirate baseball at five against north carolina you've got the hurricanes and devils game one round two of the stanley cup playoffs and a sports trivia at aj so after you leave clark Leclair Stadium. Head on over for some fun sports trivia. We'll be watching the Canes, enjoying some great food, some frosty cold beverages, and having a good old time at A.J. McMurphy's coming up tonight. Pop quiz for Glenn. Oh, he's not here. Man. He's on his way back in. Oh, okay. No need to run, Glenn. But I need to know the original duo for the Denver Nuggets on NBA Jam one household name one current basketball analyst uh that would be to can and lafonso ellis <laughs> that is correct it's <laughs> impressive that is really i think we might have found your specialty
8: i told you i have hundreds and i That's know the right differences the between like the the arcade game and the home system and i, I feel like this skateboard. is
3: a this is a gimme this is a this is too easy cleveland cavaliers it's, little man it's big it's man smart,
8: price and brad daughter
3: yeah Wow, all right, this should not be easy seeing it, I remember it, but good grief I could never come up with this. The Philadelphia 76ers these are two non all Hornacek. Jeff Hornacek is correct uh hmm who was with Hershey Hawkins man <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> so proud of my guy here that's good all right Glenn we're gonna let you uh take a break I'll come back with more <laughs> coming up uh next hour all right or later on this hour Life. probably all right Patrick uh what were we gonna oh yeah bye weeks in college baseball what do you think about a bye weekend for East Carolina should there be a bye weekend scheduled for teams playing yeah I, that's the thing like if it worked out if they were able to finish that UNC series
9: they sort of would have had like a long week here. But it's just something you don't really see often in baseball. I feel like you just you just got to play through it, and that's part of playing I baseball. I
3: guess by weekend, I should say, because you're right. If East Carolina didn't have to make that game up, they wouldn't play this week. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But, like, North Carolina has a weekend uh-huh. off.
9: I, I think it would be—I mean, personally, I think it would be big for the team. I think just to kind of—especially with they're dealing with some injuries and just to kind of get a full reset, just, you know, take your mind off the game for a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, heal
3: up, but— i don't know i i guess you know they like playing so i asked uh josh grows and i thought he had a good answer he said i would like to just keep on playing i like the routine I like knowing what to do uh, every day of the week leading up to a start. He said if you ask a position player who's out there every day, they might have a different answer. I thought that was a pretty good answer by him. Yeah, especially like a catcher, you know? I mean, they take a beating. I yeah, you think Will Coxon wouldn't mind a weekend <laughs> no, off I, right now? I bet he'd love it. Yeah, so, uh, probably, you know, different answer for depending on each situation. All right, um, let's see what we got. Besides the colors oh dear eric you ready for an eric dad joke Shirley? this one's really reaching but i i like it because i feel like it's original like he came up with it himself which i'm willing to give him points on even if the joke isn't good he says besides the colors what's the difference between the tar heels and the pirates uniforms it's the argyle I mean, that's awful. Eric, that is. Some, you are terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible joke. It's creative though. But you came up with it on your own, and I give you a hundred points for that. So therefore, it works. Yeah, it's a fair game. Yeah, well done. Uh Jamie is out of baseball questions. Does Patrick like Iowa coach Fran McCaffrey? Uh yes, we've addressed this, uh, but he you can readdress it. Should he have been thrown out of the game, the Michigan State game for staring? I don't know about thrown out, but he maybe got a technical or something. But did he get a technical? I don't know if he did. <laughs> I, I don't
9: think he did. I think I think the ref just kind of said, "All right, dude, like yeah. do your thing." I I know he's if he's not your coach, he's he's incredibly annoying. But I I just like the fire sometimes. Like he's always yelling and wanting to throw stuff and. I just feel like he'd be fun to play for yeah. I mean just if you see your coach like that yeah and I, I don't will, know unless he's doing it to
3: you right unless, I will I mean, say I totally get that that he can he's unique yeah like he's not like every other coach right So maybe that's what I like about it just yeah. a little different alright so uh, yeah if you got any more questions for Patrick you can uh, get those in Right now, Robert talking about church hymn says "Drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life." <laughs> Is that a real thing? <laughs> Maybe on like football Sunday or something. Drop kick me Jesus through the. Now, did you go listen to church league softball fistfight like I asked you to do? No, I did not. I of did course not. you didn't. You knew the answer before you even said. Have that? you watched Jury Duty? No, no, yeah, but
9: it's on Amazon, and I discovered. All right. And you said it was on some apps, so that, that's what gave me Freebie. some pause. Yeah, that gave yeah. me some pause initially because I was like, what is that app again? But then I saw it on Amazon. All right. So I'm going to go track it down. That's the first step. You've yeah. identified it. I've identified the streaming service. That's good. Um, Next week, I'll have a different answer for you.
3: All right, Patrick, what else? Uh, what did the Bears do in the
9: draft? Um, I like it. They, uh, they took an offensive tackle first, which they just need to protect Justin Fields. And then I think they just kind of took some—I guess what the general manager said, Just they went like trait hunting. They went for like long, athletic speed, you know. But at this point in the year, every team is so pumped about their draft selections. You know, like, yeah. man, every, every, all seven of our guys are going to the Hall of Fame. They're going to be great. They're great fits. So I really have no idea what to make of these. I've only heard of a couple of them. But uh, they got—one of the things I'm intrigued about, they got a wide receiver from Cincinnati. I think his name is Tyler Scott. Um, he's really fast, so I'm always a sucker for speedy wide receivers, take the top off defense kind of guys. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll see how it plays out. I guess I am pretty pumped about the offensive tackle. I know it's not a sexy pick in the first first round, but uh, I'm here for it.
3: All right, uh, so you are on board yeah. with the Bears draft. How long before they are relevant in a playoff race? I wouldn't say next year, but I think the the following
9: year is a good good window for them. I think next year, if, if everything kind of falls right, they can maybe be around a 500 team. Um, I mean, they got they the first overall pick this year. They were really bad. And they had a lot, of, a lot of needs. So I think if you can get up to like, you know, seven wins or something, seven, I don't know, about eight, but around there, I think that'd be a good year for them. And if you can identify Justin
3: Fields as your guy for sure, that's a successful year all right fair enough uh talking bears talking iowa all of patrick mason's interest here on pirate radio live that's right um pirates and tar heels going at it east carolina at cincinnati this weekend patrick uh as far as where the pirates stand right now you've got the rotation changes going on uh you are coming off a series win where you had to come back to to knock off Tulane. you know you're coming off a couple of weeks where you didn't have, you know, winning records during the week. So, it feels like you're still in a great... I mean, you look at the rankings, they're still a top 15 team. Yeah. And it also feels like that they're another weekend away from it all collapsing. (laughs) Like, I don't know. uh, But it's uh, it's, a... an eerie spot to be in. What do you think about this team as we head to, uh, or as we sit here in early May? Yeah, I think it is a, a weird spot to be in. But
9: like you said, they're they're still a top fifteen team. They're still playing well. Taking two out of three from Tulane was was huge. I mean, if that goes the other way, if they lose two out of three, then they're really in trouble. Um, but I think part of it too is they're just not like world beaters right now in the in the conference. Which you know, I think last year it was like just, they're running away with everything. Um, and this year, I mean, they're still playing well, and you got to like going into Cincinnati. You got to like what they did to Cincinnati when they were here in Greenville. Um, obviously, playing on the road for ECU is a little bit different, but um, you, you just got to like where they're headed this weekend.
3: And yeah, I think they'll be just fine. All right. Jack has a good question. Our buddy Jack Dover. What does it mean to be a Hawkeye? What does it mean? Yeah. Ooh. That's a great question. I don't know, but I like it.
9: I, uh, I I don't know. I have a good time watching their sports, and they're they're pretty relevant in a lot of different things. But
3: you are you a Hawkeye? Yeah. So what is it? What are you? Uh, like what do you? I don't know, like I don't know how to define being a Hawkeye. What what like what are the buzzwords?
9: What what does a Hawkeye represent? I don't know. I, I don't. I definitely don't bleed black and gold, but
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that's not maybe, a true I, don't, uh, I really Hulk don't
9: have a tagline. Not know. a true Hawkeye. No, apparently not. I don't know. Like <laughs> I soar high. I don't know. Where did you want
3: you soar high? Yeah, I'm just, just messing. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Where did you, uh, what was your dream school, Patrick? Um, I did want to go, I, I guess I really wanted to go
9: to somewhere in the Big Ten, somewhere with a, a football atmosphere. That, that was kind of my goal and i would just seemed really cool the campus was awesome now i feel like one of those recruits i interview when they uh, like their school and <laughs> yeah it feels like a family everything's great what else <laughs> was on the list um yeah honestly i just wanted like a, a i wanted a ton of people i wanted like a big thirty thousand. i just wanted a. you wanted just, a big 10 experience yeah i wanted the big 10 experience
3: when i was like 10 years old i wanted to go to nebraska just because i would they watch their football, football games yeah. and all those people there um i thought but northwestern is a good journalism school, correct? Mm-hmm. Very and It's good. Chicago. Yeah but they are missing that football atmosphere yeah. that you and talked
9: about. I would they had like a creative writing program which I took a bunch of classes. That was I think top in the country too over there. Just they had a really good writing school. Um also me and my mom went to a Notre Dame, I think it was Navy or Army football game when I was like maybe a sophomore junior in in and High South School. South Bend. Yeah. Oh wow. And I wanted to cool. go there after that. I was yeah. like, man, this is really cool.
3: Um but I ended up obviously not going to Notre Dame, but that would have been fun too. Uh that it would have. Jamie says over under one Coach Godwin sarcastic answer to Patrick or other reporters tonight after the game. Oh uh, probably under.
9: Okay. Wait, under under one, is it an even one?
3: But if you go one and it's only one, you push. Yeah. I so mean we might get one. It's you're basically going zero or two, what's more likely? <laughs> yeah.
8: I mean I, one's gonna happen.
3: Yeah. So you probably know. It's, it's definitely possible. Okay, it's happened.
8: You know what? Like, did it? Did you get the worst reaction of the year, Patrick?
9: I think so far.
8: Yeah, I think you got the worst one.
3: Yeah,
9: but that, that's okay. I was, was going to sort of segue this into. Remember when uh, the Bucks and Giannis lost, and you got that question about oh, yeah. the season of failure, and I feel like everyone was just. Uh, all corners of Twitter and the internet were just kind of piling on both sides. And I feel like that's just sort of how a press conference
3: goes. Sometimes. Actually, um, he was really good. I have he was. that, and we haven't played it on the show. But, Shirley, I th- can you pull up Giannis and his post game? Because uh, uh, we'll play it real quick. I know you got to leave. You got no, like it, it's five okay. minutes. Yeah, I got some time. All right. So, do you have that, Shirley? Oh, she's got to find it. But basically what it's like I think that's just
9: how a press conference goes. You ask a question and sometimes you get some pushback, but I think there was a a, a good valuable back and forth. I think we got something well, to talk about, we got a good answer, and I think that's what
3: The problem the, was that's not how a press conference goes. Usually you get the the you know, like generic cliches. answer. But, but that's what I'm saying. I think that he gave a real answer. And
9: that's why I think it was good. Like <laughs> yeah. people are bashing the question, but I think you got a good answer out of it and you got stuff you
3: can talk about. All right, Charlie.
6: Was this from April 27th?
3: Yeah, that be. sounds I, right. Yeah.
0: I just asked Bud the exact same question, but uh, I'm curious for you, do you view this
5: season as a failure? Oh my god. Uh Okay, because I'm not that up we, you asked me the same question last year, Eric, okay uh do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. yes or no no every every year you work, you work towards something towards a goal, right With, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um provide a house for them or take care of your parents. you work towards a goal. It's not a failure, it's steps to success. You know, and if you've never... No, no, I, don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. I'm asking question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year somebody else is gonna win. Similar as that, we're gonna come back next year. Try to be better. Try to build good habits. Try to um, play better. Not have a 10 days stretch with playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures? No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know? And we were able to win one, hopefully we can win another one. You know, I'm sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year and uh, last year I wasn't in the, in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. But I remember it. Next.
9: Next, I feel like it was a good question.
5: I
8: got told the same thing when I ordered a cheesesteak wrong down at Marathon one time. <laughs>
9: Is this a failure? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought it was a great answer. I also thought that Giannis was kind of wrong in some of the where basically big picture. Like it's not a failure. He accomplished he, some things. He the team he accomplished wrong? some things. Huh? You it, said he it, was wrong When he that? said there's no failure in sports, I mean, it depends on your perspective you're looking at it. If, if you're the number one if seed. If you lose, you fail.
8: Jordan Poole failed to hit the last shot last
3: night. Yeah, right. There's that, failure that in
8: sports.
9: flat-out failure. My thing is, if you're yeah. the number one seed, you're one of the better teams in all of the NBA, and you get knocked out in the first round, that should be viewed as a failure, right? If you're a title contender. Especially if you it's get, not necessarily a terrible thing, but yeah. that's kind of what it is. And Especially,
8: I've, like, you get knocked out by a team that is, like, the antithesis of your culture. That has their own, like it being the heat made it a little bit different to me. Like that was, that was a, that was a rivalry type win.
3: But Giannis has a he has a point with what he's saying. I feel like we're talking about two different kind of things here. Yeah, like Giannis shouldn't walk the streets of Milwaukee with his head down because he's a giant failure. But as a team, like you said, to lose in the first round like they did, they they failed that challenge. And there is failure in sports every game, every every night. Yeah, that's kind of the nature of it. But yeah. yeah,
9: that's sort of just yeah. He he did give a great answer, and I thought it was something to, to think about for sure. But I bet if you asked Michael Jordan if the nine years were a failure, he'd say absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's different, <laughs> right? That's yeah, a different and it's just. But it's also hard, I think, to to ask these guys in the you know right in the heat of the moment. They just lost. They just got knocked out, and you gotta you gotta kind of navigate that that space.
3: Tell you what though, when Giannis hit that etic, that that hit me etic. like uh oh, it was a punch edic. He's it's coming. such an awesome sounding uh, <laughs> accent. And I love that he remembered it from last year <laughs> and he's like, is this same guy going to ask me this question every time we lose a playoff series? I, I love that he out? took
8: it to the guy's job and he was like, "Eric, did you get <laughs> yeah. did you get promotion?"
3: You're in it. That's a tough spot there too. You
9: can only kind of say no. Like, you, uh. you can't like continue poking the bear there. Yeah. I wanted
8: Eric to say he got a promotion then it to come out that he didn't. <laughs> yeah. I wanted slander yeah. on Eric's name.
3: Eric. Uh and our Eric says on YouTube, I don't care about failure. I can't control failure. Don't want to talk about failure. That's a Cliff Godwin weather reference there. <laughs> Patrick. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Thank you. It's fair. Uh, Eric says, Jordan would have probably hit you with a few F-bombs if you asked him about the years he didn't win. He like he off the camera. Jordan had a really good reputation with the media though of yep. being available every single day. No
8: Everything what. was very measured and controlled. You know, yeah.
3: Jordan was effing probably. He was probably effing uh, Steve Kerr and uh, his teammates. <laughs> yeah, anyone <laughs> well, else well, that on the is well wood. documented. Well, uh, literally punching him in the face. But yeah, yeah. that's who he's probably cussing out. Been, uh, uh, uh Bill Wellington. Bill with Wennington, Bill Wennington, yeah, with his
8: baseline jumpers.
3: <laughs> his name might as well have been Ben Wellington, though. Whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. Bill Wellington. I think on the Bulls' radio calls. <laughs> Bill Wennington, Luke Longley. Yeah. I love some old Bulls centers back in the day. If you <laughs>
8: couldn't hit a 15-foot baseline jump shot, get out. Yeah, get out.
3: Uh, nice. All right, Patrick enjoyed it yeah thanks enjoy some baseball uh you can check out his work pages of the daily reflector online reflector.com forgot to mention i referenced your article on the show yesterday we were talking about uh improvements to Minji's. oh Maybe yeah we'll, we got time plenty of time to dive into that but yeah yeah was, uh, that we'll building that. will still be here that it was did you say hopefully yeah because it's pretty windy out i don't know i think uh i don't know if hopefully is the word there's a lot of people that wouldn't mind Minji's accidentally blowing over (laughs) accidentally not being there tomorrow and having to start from scratch all right let's take a break when we return we'll dive more into canes and devils with our resident caniac brooks hill uh who is a minor league hockey announcer this season just coming to an end up in binghamton new york uh, but Brooksy will get us ready for game one of Canes and Devils when we return Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
0: I was just a skinny man, Never
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Uh, Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All
3: right, the plan for the rest of today's show, a little hockey talk, some football talk and then some baseball and et cetera uh, while East Carolina and North Carolina are playing during hour number three of our show. We got Warren Saba coming up at five o'clock. If uh, you're not into baseball and want to hear some football talk, Warren Saba from the Michigan Panthers will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. And Brooks Hill will join us now. Former intern Brooksie, Now a hockey announcer in his own right uh, for minor league hockey up in Binghamton. He is our resident Caniac in the Canes. Play the Devils in Game 1 of Round 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. Brooks, how you doing, man?
10: I'm doing good. How about you?
3: Doing good. Ready for Game 1 coming up tonight as the Hurricanes take on the Devils and... Brooks, uh, let's let's recap round one first before we move on. Really competitive series, really fun series with the Islanders. Canes fail to get by the Islanders at home. They have to go on the road. They do it there in game six. So a back-and-forth series, Brooks, really good games. Uh, what did you think of round one?
10: Uh, I thought it was very good for the Hurricanes. Uh, obviously, you never want to lose a home game in the playoffs, but – the road team in the NHL playoffs this year has been actually very, very good. And in fact, when you get to overtime, uh, the road team has like a big time advantage. I think with Seattle winning last night uh, on the road against Dallas in their second round, I think the road team is like 12 and 3 in overtime uh, this playoff season. So it's kind of great that the Hurricanes are proving that they can win on the road as they did it twice in the last round. And I think they're going to need to try to be able to do that again against these New Jersey Devils, and uh, you know, everybody's going to keep talking about, oh, they're missing Patch already, they're missing Svechnikoff, they're missing Taravainen, but they seem to find the ways to get the job done. you still got Sebastian Ajo, and that seems to be enough to get through the first round, and we'll see if it is in the second round.
3: It'll be tonight, 7 o'clock, when the Hurricanes take on the Devils, and Brooks, uh, look, these two teams split during the regular season. Uh, They split on home ice as well. Canes won one at home, one on the road, as did the Devils. So even matchup on paper, you look at the odds, it's pretty even there as far as the series price goes for the winner. So what's your take on New Jersey? What stands out about the Devils?
10: Oh, I mean, New Jersey Devils got some really good players. They traded for Timo Meyer at the deadline, who a lot of people wanted the Hurricanes to pick up from San Jose. He's a uh, good goal scorer. Uh, he did not score in round one. So looking like the Hurricanes might have lucked out a little bit on that one. But only time was tell on that because the asking price for Timo Meyer was way too high. And Don Waddell did not want to pay um, a high price and give up the future for a, quote, rental player on this year's team. So uh, he's always going to be good. Jack Hughes. Uh, 86 and for the Devils is going to be you know the guy to watch. The offense really does run through him. You got former Hurricanes Eric Holla, um and Dougie Hamilton on this New Jersey squad. I think uh, I read it correctly that this is going to be the third straight year that Eric Holla has faced the Hurricanes in the playoffs. Um, so that's a storyline in itself. Uh, and they got a really good goaltender in uh, Schmid. Uh, the guy was playing junior hockey uh, two years ago. Um, in the highest level of junior hockey in the United States, got a minor league contract and now playing for the New Jersey Devils, and he just shut out the Rangers in Game 7. So they got a hot goaltender right now, and the Hurricanes got uh, decisions to make on who's going to play for them, as Anderson got him the game, win in Game 6. He hadn't won a game since the bubble back in 2020 in the playoffs. And then on Toronto looked good uh, really throughout the entire playoffs. so... You got a lot of options in goal for the Hurricanes, and I think this is going to be is how do you solve um, Schmid for the Devils? Is going to be the story
3: on the Kane side with the goaltending there, Brooks. As you mentioned, we saw them both in round one with Anderson uh, in the series finale victory over the Islanders. So I don't know if all things are equal and everybody's healthy. You know what? What do you want to see in the Nets for Carolina starting tonight, and how do you how would you play it throughout this series?
10: Oh, I think Frederick Anderson did a good job in game six. Unfortunately, I had to watch the game on replay as uh, we had a semifinal game wrapping up here in Binghamton. Uh, So after he gave up an early goal, really settled in, made a lot of great saves to keep the Hurricanes in the game and to send the game to overtime. Um, So you could say that you stay with him tonight because he won his last game. Uh, That's part of the argument. Or, you know, hey, Ronta played really well in the five games leading up to game six, and why not go back to him? So I could see either playing in the net uh, for them. I don't think we're going to see kochetkov I think it'll be Ronta and Anderson the whole way, uh, unless somebody does get hurt. And uh, as of today, I haven't been able to see who's starting at Morning Skate, so I'd have to probably go out, and if I was going to put money down on it, I would say that Anderson starts tonight and then based on how tonight goes, they either stay with them or they switch it up for game two.
3: Brooks Hill joining us, Canes and Devils. Game one coming up tonight in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs and what a playoff uh, it has been. Brooks as the big bad Boston Bruins uh, eliminated from the playoffs and then how about last night, uh, the Florida Panthers, uh, they knock off the Toronto Maple Leafs so you've got uh, right now, the Maple Leafs were the favorite. As I looked at it yesterday during my chat with Wade Minter, they were the favorite to come out of the East. Now, uh, if you look, you'll probably get New Jersey and Carolina kind of even coming out of the East with the Maple Leafs facing a 0-1 to deficit right now in their series against Florida. So, uh, You know, you see these surprises every year, but every time they happen, you're still surprised, right? I mean, you got to be uh, pretty shocked that the Bruins lost uh, that Game 7 on home ice.
10: Yeah, it's uh it's tough and you know, the President's trophy curse is real, just like the Madden curse. Uh I think it's been ten years since the President's Cup team that with the most regular season points won the Stanley Cup. I think it was the thirteen Blackhawks were the last team to do it. Um so it's just really uh it's really unfortunate for them. I think the rest of the United States is very happy that a Boston sports team is out in the first round. But, uh, you know, you got guys like Patrice Bergeron, a finalist who might have played his last game. Uh going to be tough. they got a lot of core pieces up there in Boston. I think they're still fine for the future. I don't think they're going to, you know, dismantle the team and start a rebuild process just because they got bounced in the first round. Unfortunately, it's just... Uh, goes it proves the point that once you get to the playoffs, how good you did in the regular season really doesn't matter anymore, and is can you win four games before you lose three or before you lose four? I should say it's just the way you approach it. like the hurricanes really? really did a good job in the regular season against the islanders, only lost one game against them, okay, in the playoffs they lost two, but it was hey, we're gonna beat them four times before they can beat us four times. So hopefully they can do the same here with the Devils coming up. And uh, I think it's going to be a higher scoring affair than what it was for the New York series.
3: Brooks Hill joining us talking Canes, Devils and Stanley Cup playoffs. Brooks, uh, if I asked you who is the most important hurricane this, this series, who needs to have a good series against New Jersey to advance to the Eastern conference finals, uh, who would be your answer? Uh,
10: it would a hundred percent be Sebastian ajo he has a lot of weight on his shoulders um, you don't like to play the injury game, but you know with the way that things have gone for the hurricanes, it seems like it's really falling on twenty shoulders now he's a great player, eight and a half per year or uh, you know eight and a half million per year, I should say on his contract, and he's gotta you know prove to Everybody outside of North Carolina, why he gets that money? You know, he's not a household name. Probably because Raleigh's not a huge TV market. You don't get a ton of national time compared to the other teams. That where you see Quinn, he, like where you see some of the people on New Jersey who have the same exact stats as him. Um, you know, the Hurricanes aren't a superstar team because they're built so well depth wise, where you can roll all four lines at any point. Other night, but if Aho has a good series, I think the Hurricanes come out on top. Now, if he gets some support from Jarvis and Natchez, I think the Hurricanes are looking good. And if they can get that power play clicking um, at the same rate that they were against the Islanders, I think that's going to be huge. And if the penalty kill does the just as good, then they're be fine. The Hurricanes had a 95 percent penalty kill in the first round, which was the highest of all the playoff teams through round one. So those are definitely they're going to be the big factors.
3: Brooks Hill joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. It'll be Canes and Devils coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, Game 1 on ESPN. Brooks, great stuff, man. Thank you for joining us, giving us your insight on hockey. Uh, how about you as far as games you're calling? Has your season come to an end, or are you still rolling there?
10: Uh, unfortunately, it came to an end uh, Monday night. We made it to the semifinals uh, and lost 3-1 to one in a Game 3 Uh, decision Uh, so they actually took the ice out at the arena yesterday and the boards are coming down as they get ready for concert season here in the arena during the summer so the black bear season comes a little bit up short looking for the commissioner's cup but uh an improvement from last year made it into the semifinal round for the first time and uh you know i guess we're getting ready for off-season work so we're having exit interviews today with the players I'm talking to the guys, trying to get their feel, who's staying around for the summer, who's going back home, all that kind of stuff. So saying some goodbyes, too, and it's uh, definitely a little bit different. I put on Twitter that I thought it was rough when the Hurricanes, you know, get eliminated from the playoffs. It's really tough when the team that you work for gets eliminated. (laughs) Uh, I definitely was not ready for that emotion.
3: Well, Brooks, thanks for uh, joining us today, man. Keep up the good work. We'll talk to you later on these playoffs as the Hurricanes continue to try to reach their goal, which is uh, to hoist the Stanley Cup once again. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you uh, a week or so from now, Brooks, and see where we are with these Canes.
10: All right. Hope you guys can get the Hurricanes defense to clamp down this series. (laughs)
3: good reference there brooks especially with uh kim mcneil joining us earlier on the show today brooks hill joining us clamp down canes tonight seven o'clock as they face the new york devils we'll look at other scores and games going on on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. buck da buck when we return on pirate radio live as we go to break glenn griffin huh a tough one. In fact, on this list I have, it is the second worst team, according to them. The Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> it is. Awesome. Well, Shirley, go to break. Go to we break. Got a, we, Glenn's band for a segment. Done. Maybe the rest of the day. What a moment. I i
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Russell's uh, Russell's Clothing rather in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dressed, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: Alright, the green glove is on the left hand of Garrett Saylor as he toes the bump for the Pirates. As they get ready for the North Carolina Tar Heels. They just showed on ESPN Plus, the recap of the first two games, <laughs> and I had forgotten about the big innings that East Carolina had in both of the games—the one here and the one in Chapel Hill—to beat North Carolina. Like North Carolina had a chance to win both of them, but the Pirates got some big innings late to knock off the Tar Heels twice. They'll try to do it again today at Clark LeClair Stadium. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk some baseball. We'll talk uh, about. Glenn's latest transgression, and more. But right now, we will talk some football with Warren Saba, former Pirate Safety, who joins us now on the Pirate Radio live line. Warren with the Michigan Panthers of the USFL. And we'll catch up on how his career is going. Warren, thanks for joining us. How you doing, man? The horse Oh, that's not it. Oh, that's right. I set it up differently. <laughs> Warren, let, let's play the clip first, Shirley, and then I'll introduce Warren. Play the clip from uh, his interception. Do that.
8: The horse intercepted. He fired it to the outside, and this pass is picked. It's Saba with the football, and Saba cutting it back, trying to get a pick six, wants to extend for that goal line. It takes it down inside the five-yard line. It's Kenji. Bar. As Saba was thinking pick six all the way, Warren Saba out of East
6: Carolina. He had four picks at East Carolina's senior
3: year alone. Warren Saba with the pick there, and Warren Saba, the former Pirate, joins us now on the Pirate Radio live line. Warren, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. And uh, let's talk about that play first because a couple of things I love, sports and roast. And uh, it was a combination of both uh, that day because you get the pick, awesome return, but you can't quite get it in the end zone. And I saw a bunch of your former ECU teammates focusing on that more so than the interception, having some fun with you. But when you get that pick and you don't get it in the end zone, some guys will uh, well, uh, you know, throw a few jokes your way, right?
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they hold me to a high standard. So <laughs> They're gonna let me
3: know about it. Awesome play, and uh, and man, that was what your first game back from injury too, right, Warren? From last year, so man, that had to feel special for you to get out there and make a big play like that.
0: No, it definitely, uh, it definitely felt good. Uh, you know, just being out there uh, for the first time in a, in a year. Or so um, yeah, when that happened, uh, it was just, it made the day better.
3: Warren Sable with the Michigan Panthers. And uh Warren, I thought about this too. Uh, a credit to obviously yourself for grinding, getting back uh through an injury which happened very early uh in last season. And also credit to uh to Michigan for for keeping you uh on the roster and, and giving you a spot. I thought that was uh that was very neat that you were able to uh, you know, be out for pretty much an entire year but come back strong uh, with the Michigan Panthers. I, I know you're appreciative of that.
0: No, definitely. Most definitely uh I can't thank them uh more for for the opportunity that they're giving me and uh I'm going to uh take advantage and, and make the most out
3: of it. Talking to Warren Saber playing in the USFL with the Michigan Panthers off to a 2 and 1 start. So Warren, uh, tell us about how the season's going for you and uh for the guys so far.
0: Um I I would say the, the season's going well for us. Uh you know, we we lost the last game. Uh um, and credit to New Jersey for for coming out and, and playing hard and and, and wanting it more. Um, but uh, it's going well, man. The guys we're 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 all good. We're we're gelling, vibing in the locker room. Uh, everybody's ready to work and, and, and put a put out good product for you know for film and, and for the fans.
3: What's your uh, week like, Warren? You play on the weekend, so what's, uh, what's a midweek like for you? And, uh, what you know, give us kind of the, the day-to-day on practice and treatment and, and everything you have to go through uh, with the USFL.
0: Um, I mean, uh, today, uh, uh, Tuesday is usually the off day. Um, so, you know, I'm at the house uh, chilling, did some shopping. Uh, I needed some groceries, so I got that done. Uh, but uh, the rest of the week, uh, we, we will meet at uh, 9 a.m., uh, treatment before that, and uh, practice, watch film, and, and and it's the same thing every day.
3: Warren, how about the the hubs and uh, and where you play the games? Explain that to us on how that works and uh, where you're located and and where you play uh, every game.
0: Okay, so uh, there's um, four hubs: uh, Birmingham, Memphis, uh, Canton, Ohio, and uh, Detroit. Um, two teams are placed in each uh, each hub, It's uh, I'm here in Detroit, uh, of course, playing for the Michigan Panthers, and uh, our hub team is uh, the Philadelphia Stars. So, uh, you know, we share the same meeting room space, training room space. So, you know, they're in the building with uh, with us uh, quite a bit. So, uh, you know, you get to talk to them uh, and, you know, kind of game plan uh, uh, that way too.
3: Yeah, you got the, I believe the XFL playoffs going on. USFL just getting the season underway, three weeks in now. Uh, former ECU tight end Bryce Williams joins us every week on the show. And he was uh, a part of the AAF Warren uh, a few years ago while uh, you were probably still at East Carolina uh, while the uh, Alliance of American Football was, was going on. And he just talked about how the funding wasn't all there, the infrastructure wasn't all there, and it was just a kind of a mess. You, you try to focus on football, but you're worried about a paycheck, you're worried about food and all kinds of stuff. It sounds like uh, that these guys, the, the USFL and the XFL, really have uh, a good infrastructure. Would you agree to that? Is everything kind of taken care of there uh, in the USFL? Yeah, um, th- yeah, there's really no
0: problems, uh, you know, going on with that, uh, you know. Um, They pay us for housing. Uh, I I haven't had a problem uh, with my checks or worrying about not getting paid uh, uh, on a weekly basis. Um, uh, And I really can't complain. They they supply us with what we need for treatment. Um, The games are running smoothly. Uh, I don't know. You know, nothing bad to say
3: about it at all. Yeah, that's good to hear. A positive experience in the USFL for Warren Sabah. Warren, uh, how about the the end goal for you? You're playing these games. You're trying to uh, win every play, win every game. But are you also thinking, hey, uh, the, the NFL is still out there. Other opportunities are still out there. What, what's kind of the long-term plan uh, in football for Warren Sabah?
0: Yeah, um I'm I'm using this uh opportunity to, you know, get get good film and, and, and get picked up, uh, you know, and fulfill my dreams of uh playing in the NFL, of course. Uh that's the end goal for me. Um it, like I say, you know, I'm I'm grateful for this opportunity I'm getting. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't have it, so I'm I'm taking advantage of it and, and trying to make the most of it.
3: Warren, as you know, uh, the NFL draft just came and went. We had a bunch of Pirates who signed free agent deals after the draft, and still a few out there, uh, and, and Isaiah Winstead comes to mind, Miles Berry, Xavier Smith, guys that certainly could play football somewhere, but as of this point, I've not received a, a free agent deal with the NFL. You know, w- would you give them advice? Hey, uh, come try the XFL, come try the USFL, maybe even Canadian Football League. There's other options out there. Would you, guys that are were maybe left out of the, the NFL contracts, would you give them advice to to maybe try one of these uh le- these other leagues out there?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh if if their heart's in it and and they want to go that route, I, I would you know, uh I would, you know, encourage it. Uh I mean uh I would just say, you know, stay down, um just, you know, stay in touch with your peoples, uh, you know, and everybody who's helping you out right now and, and try to reach out to teams. It's it's not too late. Uh, to get any camp advice or anything like that because I I think, you know, Snee got picked up two days before they were supposed to report so yeah. uh, up in Pittsburgh. So I mean, you know, the the opportunities out there. Um I just seen Isaiah's uh video from Twitter uh Re Sports Center, so I I just seen that. So, you know, he'll probably get get
3: something. He's a good player for sure. Man, he's. Uh, I- I'm a big fan of his. I know you didn't get to play with him at East Carolina. He only had one year here, but uh, I'm a little surprised. I know that teams want to look at that 40 time and things like that, but just watching game film, I don't know, Warren, sometimes it seems like teams focus too much on the the drills and not really the film. I, I don't know. Have you ever had those thoughts? Um, yeah, I've had those thoughts before, but I mean the-
0: everybody sees the film, so I mean, uh, For
3: what I know, you know they're they're basing it off of you know how you play. And yeah, he de- he's definitely nice. I ain't gonna lie. I like him <laughs> a lot. Warren Saber joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. Warren, uh, East Carolina wins a bowl game. I know you were happy to see that, and uh, Pirates trying to get back here on track. And it looks like Mike Houston and company have done that. Blake Harrell on the defensive side of the ball. How much did you follow the Pirates uh, in their bowl winning season last year?
0: Nah. Uh, I watched every game. Me and Jaquan, uh, we used the group. Uh, you know, got on Facetime and watched the games. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I watched everyone. You know, I still stayed in touch with you know Miles and X, uh, Holy. So you know, I talked to those guys. Um, so uh, I was I was really happy that uh, you know they got to win that, got to play in the game and, and experience that. It, uh, I expect I expect the same thing. You know, just like everybody else.
3: Warren, Warren, uh, we were shocked that Keaton Mitchell did not hear his name called in the draft. You've kind of been through this before. You know how it works, but behind the scenes, uh, we we never know exactly what a team's looking for in a player. But were you surprised that uh, the Speedy Mitchell didn't hear his name called in the draft?
0: Yeah, I was surprised, but, you know, he got picked up quick. So, uh, you know, it's all about the opportunity you're doing, you know, and what you do with it. And, uh, you know, he's going to do he's going to do the great things.
3: Warren Saber joining us. So, Warren, you got uh, you can watch Warren Saba on NBC coming up uh, this week as Michigan takes on the Memphis Showboats. That'll be at Ford Field coming up. How about playing in uh, facilities like that, uh, Warren? That's that's pretty cool to play there in Ford Field. No,
0: most definitely. The first time playing in the dome. Uh, it was it, it's pretty nice. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, definitely definitely a spot I I go check out. You know, for a Lions game. Uh, since, you know, they they sell out the place uh, quite more than we do. But um, it's definitely uh, definitely a nice uh, stadium, and uh, it's a good game day atmosphere.
3: Warren Sabah joining us. 7.30, Peacock and uh, NBC coming up. Uh, this weekend as Warren and the guys Saturday, May the 6th, will take on the Memphis Showboats. Chandler, uh, you got a question for Warren. Uh, You saw a, a photo of him recently.
7: Yeah, I did. I remember being on Twitter. This was, what, about a week or two ago, Warren, but I was on Twitter going through my timeline and I had to stop and look at this picture because that, one, there was no context to it, but it was you and the self defense guy I believe I looked it up. his name is Commander Dale Brown, so tell us about meeting him, and did he tell did he teach you any self defense moves
0: <laughs> yeah um, uh he's you know he's uh, famous you know uh from the social media videos uh with the detroit- the the detroit survivor training team uh yeah, he came up there and he was pretty cool uh he so he showed, he showed uh, the team a couple uh uh moves we can use on the field, uh if if necessary. So it was it was pretty cool, uh, just interacting and, and having fun uh while just learning something new.
3: And you nailed his famous pose too. That was cool, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Saban joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, Warren uh some bad news: uh, Cavaliers fell in the playoffs to the Knicks. But young Cavs team future is bright for those guys, right?
0: No, most definitely. Uh, I thought I thought uh, we could make it to the to the finals this year. Uh, of course, being a Cleveland fan that I am, but uh, yeah, we have a bright future. Uh, we have a good, you know, young uh, team, and, and they're gonna get it done. I, be,
3: I believe in them. How about your uh, Browns? What's the outlook on the 2023 Cleveland Browns, Warren? Hey, Super Bowl. <laughs> By the way, we
0: got to stop watching for a full season. Um is already looking good. Uh, we made some good picks in this year's draft. Uh, you know, just hopefully we have a healthy offseason. And uh, I
3: w- I would uh, beware of those Browns. Beware of the Browns. All right, Cleveland through and through. Warren Saba joining us here on the Pirate Radio live line. All right, Warren. So uh, Memphis coming up for you guys this week. Uh, season rolls on. What uh, I don't know. What what do you want to improve on? And and what do you like? Uh, what you're doing so far as far as your play in the USFL? Um,
0: I just like that I'm competing against. Uh, you know, other guys who are hungry for the same opportunity. Uh, to be honest, uh, it shows a lot um, to me. Proves a lot to a lot of other people who maybe not, or have not believed in my abilities. But uh, I'm, I'm having fun with it. Uh, you know, I'll just take it day by day, uh, and, and you know, whatever the coaches need me to do, i I come to work and um, and try to do my job to the best of my ability.
3: How often you run across uh, pirates, Warren, uh, in the USFL?
0: Um, I haven't, I know last year, uh, Garrett, Yeah. Um, me and Garrett, uh, talking for a little bit, you know, we were uh, both staying in Birmingham, so I, I've seen them a lot. Um, but, uh, I haven't, I haven't run into, uh, many parts
3: yet. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe some in the future. Well, Warren, we'll let you, uh, get back to having a day off. Uh, I know you don't get many of those, so, uh, enjoy the day. Thanks for joining us, man. Always enjoy catching up with you and we'll do it again, uh, down the road.
0: Yeah, no
3: problem, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad you had me on, and, uh, you know, I'm always open. Warren Sabah, unlike the receiver's guard, uh, he's guarding, he's always open. Uh, he will be playing on NBC coming up this Saturday night, 730 Michigan Panthers football in the USFL. Great catching up with the former Pirate there. All right, Pirates and Tar Heels are scoreless as they head into the second inning, as they play right now. We'll uh, keep you up to date on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Buck. When we return, uh, we will catch you up on everything else going on in the world of sports tonight. We got a lot of day baseball finals. We'll run over those on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. I'll talk to Shirley and see if we should lift the ban on Glenn so I can ask him more NBA Jam duos from the original arcade game. So we'll have that decision for you. Coming up when we return, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike's on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or you can save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's location. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
3: Back with your Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, big dog here. Chandler out in the jungle. And I'm checking out his uh, videos that he's posting here on Pirate Radio. He's talking to Brian Dilday
7: like, uh, and Josh Thomas.
3: For EC first and he says, uh, says, we're trying to see what Superfans fans uh, have on the grill. And they didn't show the grill. Where's the grill? I'm to see the grill. I food. was very
8: disappointed that they
3: didn't give me a shot of the grill. The whole time I'm waiting to see what is on the grill. Uh, I'm
8: very disappointed we didn't get a, a reveal there.
6: Uh we need to have a little chitty chat with uh Mr uh
8: Well he was not the cameraman of this show. Oh Mrs. Chandler okay. was not
6: the cameraman. Was, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah.
3: Gotcha. Had- Look, he's the face of the video. It should be directing him. it it's on him
6: okay that's fair that's fair
3: Garrett Saylor is dealing how about five strikeouts through two innings of work right now he's cooking you could say he's grilling now he's grilling and we know what's on his grill that's a lot of case uh Garrett Saylor gets East Carolina through two innings unscathed now the Pirates will bat in the bottom of the second inning with no score going on down the road at Clark LeClaire Stadium a windy one out there today folks and I don't know which way it's blowing. I did see somebody tweet that Josh Moylan hit one that might have had a shot, uh, if not for the wind conditions going on today. So it is a windy one out at Clark LeClair Stadium, and it is a scoreless one as of right now. No score between the Pirates and the Tar Heels on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck Dubuck Looking at what's going on today in Major League Baseball, we got some finals, including the tigers knocking off the mets six to five i huh, hate to see that game one of a double header the diamondbacks beat the rangers 12 to 7 it was the giants over the astros four to two going on right now in the fourth inning the phillies lead the dodgers 5-3, to three, bottom of the fourth there in L.A., and the Reds scoreless uh, against the Padres. It is four nothing Reds, or excuse me, 4 nothing Padres over the Reds, who do not have a run in that game as they play in the fifth inning. Braves try to knock off the Marlins again. Uh, they play at 640 in Miami. Braves own the Marlins. In fact, I tweeted it out last night. If the Marlins won 100 games in a row against the braves let's say something happens the marlins get a mate they get gary sheffield back and jeff conine and edgar Interia and craig council and they win 100 straight against the braves which would take how many times they play a year it used to be 19 or 20 maybe it's down to like 12 now or something i don't know how many interleague play and yeah now they're doing even schedules across major league baseball so the number against your division games is down but say it's like even 15 times so they'd win like six eh, eh, like five six straight years of just beating the braves they would if they won 100 straight games the braves would still have the record advantage overall by one game wow the Braves are 101 games above 500 against, against the, Marlins. the Marlins franchise
8: those early years were brutal apparently well I mean the, and there's been some some there's been a lot of dips like either the Marlins are good or they're ultra trash
3: they are until a few years ago they had the best winning percentage ever in postseason because they had been to the playoffs twice and won the right. World Series in those yes. years if they make it they're dangerous the problem is they never make it. Uh, and one of the reasons they don't make it is because the Braves pound them every single year. So, uh, yeah, they play tonight. All right, uh, NBA tonight, just one game. It'll be game two between the Celtics and the Sixers. And the Sixers have a one nothing series lead in that one. Last night, the Knicks beat the Heat. So that series is tied at one game apiece. And we saw the Warriors knock off the... Or excuse me, the Lakers knock off the Warriors last night. Game one of that series.
8: Glenn is the what the heck no jimmy you the heat though last night though so that that's and i don't think it to back tonight for the sixers either
3: what is it's wednesday yes the nuggets and Suns don't play till friday that seems like a mistake what in the load management is going on in this series that seems like a mistake a mistake on who somebody or the nba the nba <laughs> i'm looking at it right here game, game three. three is friday game three is friday in phoenix why didn't we get two games tonight that don't make no sense no sense at all uh is that series over or can phoenix get back in it done
8: cooked man especially with chris Paul hurt
3: all right so the nuggets will get i don't to think the... they have i just don't think
8: they have anything for joker he's a man amongst
3: boys out there is this the year the nuggets make it to the nba finals? If jamal murray stays healthy they could all right and on the east side of things so, did the Sixers win without Embiid the other night? Yes,
8: it was a classic James Harden. Houston, James Harden came out well and was, and was fricasseeing them boys with the uh, slow motion dribble action.
3: Are we in must-win territory for the Boston? Celtics tonight? No. They can go down 2-0 and still win? Yeah, they're good. All right.
8: Now, it, I have heard tales that it, if, it is, if this is it for them, then they could blow it up.
3: If they don't win it with this group, yeah, now they would,
8: they would blow it up. there's tension between Jalen Brown and, um, the other guy, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Um, and so there's tension there, and the, the, it's, it's just time, you know, things run their course.
3: Yeah. All right, so that one's going on tonight at eight o'clock. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, two games tonight, including the Canes and Devils game one of that series. Oilers play at vegas the golden knights coming up at 9 30 tonight on espn so that's what's going on on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck. Buck. buck we got a Wilcoxon double Wilcoxon took a shot off a foul ball in the last half inning the ump did the classic walk the ball out to sailor give Wilcoxon a moment to Get his bearings right, and it looks like he's good to go because he just uh, slapped a double down the right field line. Now Luke Nowak batting with two outs in the bottom of the second. Speaking of Pirates hitting doubles, earlier today, a friend of the program,
8: Bryson Worrell, had a double in his first double A at bat.
3: Oh, a couple of spins. There's a ball hit in the right, and that ball is foul. Uh, congratulations to Bryson Worrell now playing – he's playing s- –
8: Double-A for the uh, Mississippi
3: Braves. Is it double-A?
8: That
6: is what I read. Okay. Are you talking about Bryson? Yeah. Yes, he is playing for double-A. All right. Mississippi Braves.
3: Awesome. So, congratulations to Bryson World. Uh Gwinnett is triple, right? Yes. Gwinnett Stripers.
6: Yes, they are triple-A.
3: Chopper to short. No, out can't beat it out, and that'll do it for the second inning. As the Tar Heels and Pirates are scoreless, but it looks like... We're going to put on our earmuffs, and we got a challenge going on. So uh, they will look at that one. All right. Let's uh, open up the booty bag, Shirley, and give something away here on a Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right. What do you want to give away?
6: A shrimp taco lunch, courtesy ah, of Chico. I want that
3: right now. Been on a shrimp kick lately. We might have beat that out. That's close. 317 1250. What caller are you looking for? Five. Caller five. 317 1250. Shrimp Taco Chicos on the line. When we return, more to go. Pirate Radio Live will keep you up to date on what's going on out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. A chilly one, a windy one, and a scoreless one as they review a Luke Nowak play at first. And he is going to be, wow. They might just call him out. That is very close. If he's safe, it'll be first and third, two men out. If he's out, the inning is over. I think they're going to call him out. We'll see. We'll have that for you when we return after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rollin' Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's blue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
3: All right, good pickup by Moylan on a skipper by Starman, and they get the out at first, four to three. Two down now in the top of the third inning. No score. They did call Noak out at first, as I said they were, Jamie. He said, What happens to Tygo the runner? I think the ball, I think they I don't know if it was a tie. Uh if they had called him safe originally, they probably would have stuck with that. I think it was uh too close to overturn either way. All right, so no score on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. All right, uh big dog. Can you do this without cursing? Yeah. Arm down. Cool. I'll finish out the list. All right. So, Celtics. NBA Jam, original arcade edition. Easy. It had. Well, go ahead and say who it was. It was Kevin McHale and Reggie Lewis. It was. Um, Reggie Lewis, it says in this write-up I'm reading, one of the two players that died... That's in this game within the year it was released, and I was like, "Who is the other Who's, guy?" Yeah, I'm
8: trying to think of who the other guy is.
3: And it took me to scroll down to find it, and we'll we'll get there in a okay. minute. If you All can't right. come up with it on no, your own,
8: keep, you'll, I'll probably get there when you ne- are doing the teams.
3: All right, Miami Heat. One of my favorite players in the '90s, Ronnie Sykley, was not Ronnie Sykley, but he is on the team. The other guy was one of my favorite players, Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice uh, when he played for the Hornets was one of my favorites where did ronnie cycling go to college syracuse that is correct way to go big dog (laughs) interesting team here how in the world is this team not near the end i don't know but uh the sacramento kings this was not mitch richmond era this is uh they had spud Webb. this is like light blue and red Light blue and red era sacramento kings they had spud Spud is correct
8: I know i know this wayman tisdale <laughs>
3: yeah and i thought that he might have been the guy that died he died later though he was like a uh didn't he play like saxophone and some stuff yeah wayman he was the Tis- cool guy yeah
8: oklahoma guy
3: wayman tisdale and spud webb all right lakers the
8: lakers at that point had man that's tough <laughs> that's tough you is, got, it, is it Vladi? You got a
3: Hall of Famer and Vladi. It is James Worthy and Vladi. It is James Worthy and Vladi Divac. James Worthy on the tail end of his yep. career. Vladi just getting going. All right, we talked about the Bulls, Scotty, and Ho Grant. Who uh, represented the bad boys for the Pistons in the original NBA Jam Arcade Edition? Isaiah Thomas
8: and Bill Laimbeer.
3: That is correct all right uh we talked about the hornets lj and gill uh, a couple of good spurs were on this uh video game glenn who are they
8: sean elliott that's the other person that died
3: <laughs> no
8: sean elliott's not dead
3: <laughs> he's, he's still <laughs> alive today i think are you sure <laughs> i know he's not dead in, after this year because he went on to hit some big shots in the no, playoffs. He's, not,
8: he's definitely not dead yet at that point but i thought he died
3: Sean Elliott, Glenn trying to kill the man, and I'm pretty sure he is still with us, yeah. And David Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you trying to kill Sean Elliott? (laughs) I thought he died. (laughs) 100%. You remember that um, he had a tippy-toe three to win a game Mm -hmm. in the old Alamo Dome? I don't remember who was against, but he was alive. Here is the tragic death, Glenn. Oh, I know it. This is a good team. New Jersey Nets. It's
8: Drazen Petrovic and uh, Derek Coleman.
3: Yeah. That's a good team. And yeah, Drazen Petrovic uh, died in a car crash, right? Yes. Horrible. Uh, Houston had a good team. Kenny and uh, the Dream. That is correct. Portland. Uh, Who was with Clyde? They had Terry Porter
2: with
8: Clyde (laughs) Drexler. (laughs) That is correct.
3: (laughs) Well done.
8: Uh, The Orlando Magic. Scott Skiles and Shaq, if you had the home edition, you got Scott Skiles and Nick Anderson, and Nick Anderson couldn't shoot threes because he was Shaq's player, and they just changed the model.
3: What a quirk that is. All right, uh, New York Knicks, give me the arcade edition and the home edition.
8: Uh, Arcade edition was you had no shooters. You had Oakley and Ewing. (laughs) Yep. So you were violent on defense and blocks, but you had nothing else. Um, And then... Home Edition, you got John Starks in the rotation.
3: Which, uh, I like that. John Starks and Ewing yeah. m- more so than... And I, I'm an Oakley fan, but not an NBA Jam. I need no. a guy that can... Which, Starks wasn't much of a shooter, I get. I don't know. You, I just, you needed him. a
8: guard and a big man. You needed to, a guard, yeah. To make it work.
3: All right. Uh, we'll Talked about the Warriors run TMC. The Atlanta Hawks. They had Dominique...
8: Kevin Willis or something like that? No,
3: the plastic man. Oh Stacy Ogden. Stacy Ogwin. They had two Fords. Plastic. Uh but that's a fun team with those two guys. Phoenix Suns. Which version? <laughs> um I'm only seeing the uh there's two wait versions. a minute. There's I, I'm seeing well, this is arcade. Arcade,
8: version. so you've got Barkley and Marley. Thunder Dan. Um, in the home edition, no Chuck. If you bought yours after like the first two months, because Chuck got his own video game deal, Michael smarting him up to the game, and Chuck got his own deal. Uh, Barkley shut, shut Up, up and jam. jam was his own game. And so, if you bought yours not at release date, but a few months after, you got Kevin
3: Johnson and Dan Marlon. All right, that is correct. Uh, the number three team on this list. Is only because of one of these Supersonics and not the other. Who are the uh, Supersonics?
8: Uh, Sean Kemp is so cool to play with. Yeah. And the, 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 the worst. Benoit
3: Benjamin. Benoit Benjamin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst player in the history. Of, worse than Brad Lowhouse. Jazz got their stars on the game. Yeah, Stockton and Malone. And the number one team on this list. For teams to play with is a shocker to me, but it's the Indiana Pacers. They had
8: Reggie and they had Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> Detlef Shrimp. Who could block shots and shoot threes, and that's why he was good. So you had two three-point shooters? If you had a big man that could that could shoot and block shots, it was over.
3: It was over. Man, I can't believe uh, your recall for this game.
8: I think I got them all but Stacey
3: Ogman. That was very impressive. The plastic man. <laughs> all right uh jamie says kemp is my man detliff was one of my pacers guys um jamie says reggie wasn't on there was he uh he was, was according to this list yeah yeah
8: now he may have not been on the home version but i don't remember i want to say he was
3: i had the home version but something about it it wasn't the same as the arcade it just wasn't, it wasn't as, for you which i had uh super nintendo yeah you remember your. The Sega might have been better. I don't know.
8: Uh, I thought the Super Nintendo port was, was superior. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love the Super Nintendo version. Do you remember the uh, fake characters? Or uh, they were real people, but you could get them in the game. It was like Bill Clinton? Clinton, uh, Gore.
3: You know, I, I was too young. I wasn't even a Beastie Boys fan, but were they the in the game? Beastie Boys were in it. Some yeah. of the
8: programmers were in it. Um, some of the mascots, I believe, were in it. That may have been a a tournament edition thing, but I believe they were in it.
3: My favorite thing about uh, NBA Live back then, for some reason, I don't think they had the rookies in the game. But if you create a player and you name him Kevin Garnett, it would immediately pop up all their attributes. Nah. Yeah. I remember something like that. Games
8: were not connected to the internet back then. There was
3: no way for them to pull the stats. That part is true. No, I get that. It what you're saying thing. makes sense in a way, but they I They would remember, generate it, it.
8: Yeah, it'd be a generated player.
3: Yeah. But, but, but if you not put been. in a certain name or whatever, it would give the attributes uh, of that guy. You don't remember that? Man, I think you're pulling. I remember that. I think you're pulling. Do I have shit. a
8: fake memory? I think you got Berenstein Bears. I think you have, it. <laughs> 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 you,
3: have, you have a fake memory here. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? Where if you put in... I
8: do not remember them magically showing up and being correct. I definitely remember having to insert them into games. Because they didn't have the deal done yet when the when the game dropped.
3: I just feel like I remember around that Stackhouse and Garnett era. Nah. Like putting in their names and then like it would have the, what they look like and I everything. I had to create
8: it. No, I had to create Jerry from scratch.
3: I don't know, man. Anybody... <laughs> It hey. didn't
8: happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't pull, I just, I was pretty plugged, obviously, on basketball games back then,
3: and I feel like it didn't happen. Jamie remembers um, Derek McKee for the Pacers. I remember him being in one of the games.
8: It may have been home version. Um, Shrimp may have been on Seattle by now.
3: Eric says, Remember M player for the Bulls was a 99 yes. rating? Yes. All right. Jamie says there were codes to add players so maybe uh maybe see, it was for a nba code. jam
8: it was a code
3: well, i'm talking about nba live now uh i don't remember that i'm telling you you put it in and boom the player pops up. i don't remember that i gotta I got find this <laughs> i think google. i think
8: kg was missing out on some some uh some money there
3: they had him secretly inserted into the game yeah <laughs> all right let's take a break i going to see if i can google what i'm thinking about right now Uh, back with more no score between the Pirates and the Tar Heels we'll keep you up to date on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck more to go on Pirate Radio Live after this
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome
6: back and taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 270 points, finished at 33,414. NASDAQ was down 55 at 12,025, and the S&P dropped 28 points and closed out the day at 4,090. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
3: All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Well, one honey cut is doing a good job at clark leclerc stadium unfortunately that is vance honeycutt he hit a home run for north carolina solo shot our chandler honeycutt he's doing all right i'm just being hard on the guy
8: not getting his shots of what's on the grill
3: yeah that's, that's that's a problem that's tough so it is one nothing tar heels over the pirates as they play now in the bottom of the fourth inning as moylan gets the ground out to end the fourth Oh, I thought you were going to say something, Charlie. On the no. Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by da Buck. Da da Buc. Buck. Um <laughs> Barstool Sports News. Ben Mintz has been fired from Barstool. Oh, no. Yeah.
8: They got, they canned him. Yeah. Really?
3: Yep. Man. According to an announcement from Dave Portnoy. So, I'll have to read into that after uh, we're done with this show. But just saw that out. You know, Clipper, if we were as invested in the...
8: Pirate Radio Cinematic Universe, <laughs> as we are in the Barstool Cinematic Universe, it would probably make a difference. Maybe you know, I, probably I, be better around here.
6: There's so much drama going on over there that I just can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Maybe that's the whole point.
3: You it's know, it's really not only exactly... about one person. Yeah, but it's a lot of it is. Um, you're talking about at Barstool, yeah. A well, bar it's stool. like manufactured drama. It's not oh, of real course. drama. Yeah, that's this what I'm was saying. Like this is, uh, this is a, this was actual drama. Yeah.
6: Yeah. oh was this actual drama because well, i figured this was kind of like
3: no uh, here Do you want me to tell you what happened
6: yes please because right. i'm i'm kind so, of out of the loop on this
3: monday one. was may the 1st okay uh ben Mintz does a morning show okay ben Mintz was on his morning show rapping first of the month by bone thugs and harmony the unrated version and <laughs> uh, mistakenly said the n-word while he was rapping He read directly from the lyrics. No changes. And for those that don't know Ben Mintz, he is like a... We've had him on the show here. Talking uh, college baseball. He is... I don't know if he's a membo. He's just... What is a membo? A male bimbo. I don't think so. He's not that. But what is he? He's like... His elevator stuck between floors. He is a widespread panic guy, so maybe the drugs have got... I don't know. He's but he's supposedly like 100% clean. Okay. And has been for a while now. He's just flighty. He's something. It's not...
6: Elevator stuck between the floors. Yeah.
8: What I like is, is that he comes into the office, or he did, would come into the office and be like, guys, I'm here. We're doing content, blah, blah, blah. And then he would disappear to the south for three months.
3: Yeah. He, like, he gets up and he says, all right, time to go to work at like 11.39 a.m. Yeah. Something I would do, except I don't tweet out time to go to work. Yes. I just kind of show up under the radar. I, th- <laughs> I think that's a very difficult, like, <laughs> Barstool is. don't know is, how
6: apropos or how accurate that is. Yeah,
8: <laughs> Barstool is like, it's both a hard company to fail at because of so much infrastructure that they have. You know, they, they have the ability to, to pretty much do anything. But it's also it's a hard company to succeed in and to fail in at the same time. Somehow, I think because of
3: of the waters there. Well, the, uh, just a uh, unfortunate incident there. I'm no, I'm I can, really surprised, I can, man.
6: I I can see that part of it. It just seems like every time, you know, and like you said, some of it is manufactured.
3: All, most of all of it is. Yeah,
7: but it it, just, there was a manufactured
8: a, a manufactured Ben Mintz one last week because he pre-taped his morning show
3: yeah because he had to go to a wedding in raleigh in raleigh
8: (laughs) and so raleigh was the end of that man
3: yeah all right we got some action going we got a stolen base by Starman, and he is on second with nobody out in the bottom of the fourth inning so the pirates looking to put together uh something here in the bottom of the fourth it is one nothing north carolina as they play in sunny greenville north carolina
8: on I the, take it as disrespectful that Carolina came in here with the with the powder blues on. Why? I don't know. All right. I'm just looking for any edge. If I was them, I would, I would say, look, they tried to come in here using our powder.
3: We've beat them twice this year. Like I know. We should have also worn powder. Powder on come powder. they there yes. with
6: the hoity-toity argyle on their... I mean...
3: We will be wearing the powders coming up uh, this month against Campbell because Paul Lucas uh, from UniWatch will Purple. be in the game. Purple Am- Am- amnesty day, amnesty day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty cool. I really enjoyed my chat with him as a uh, jersey nerd. Like I, I need to go find it. I was thinking about this. I've got. I drew a picture of Jalen Rose in 1992. I like it because Michigan was so cool yes and like but i used to draw um make my own like teams and um uniform like color schemes and stuff all the time i wonder if i still have those books i need to find those and i'll put them out on twitter i would love to put out there was i remember this page specifically in
8: in my notebook that had back when it was first announced that carolina was going to get an nfl team yeah i ran through possible names of animals that are at
3: the zoo. The Ashbur Zoo. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, they could be any of these animals. Yeah. And it would be cool. Because they're right there local. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for today, Big Dog. Thanks for cussing on air and for joining <laughs> us. Soon to be a Pirate Radio release. Big Dog fired. Yeah. Could be... Uh, <laughs> Could be an emergency press conference coming up, (laughs) Shirley Rhodes. Thank you as always, Shirley. Do you have another edition of Name That Sound tomorrow?
6: I am working on it as we speak.
3: All right, good enough. Uh, We will have got a a good show coming up because Noah Henderson will join us in studio. We'll talk to the big fella about being picked up by the Buffalo Bills. Also, another former Pirate of yesteryear, Jason Nichols, will join Cranman and I coming up in the five o'clock hour. We got that. We got Brandon Manning to recap ecu north carolina and we have a tie game if starling gets in which he does it is one to one out at clark leclair stadium on a base hit by jacob jenkins coward we'll recap it with b-man coming up on thursday name that sound and more we'll talk to you then for shirley rhodes big dog i'm clip brock jeff charles take us home
2: have a great night eastern carolina